0: Jared thinks Richard is dead What do you think?
1: Richard? Yeah Like the old man Richard? Yeah I mean
0: Richard I think Yeah yeah, yeah He's old
1: as fuck Yeah done. That's a good point I haven't either Not that you mention it Maybe he actually there. got married How many old ones did see married. anyway?
0: I think he said 2023 Is when he was gonna get married He told me that six years ago <laughs> Hey, getting married in June 2023? (laughs) Hey, brother, hey, brother, how you doing?
2: (laughs) I thought he was delusional about his age, and he was going to get married at 22 or 23.
0: (laughs) No, he was just four years ahead. He hadn't met her yet, apparently. (laughs) Trevor, let me know whenever I need to start
3: because I've already got it ready. I'm ready when
0: you are, Jimbo.
3: When is it starting? It's now. Now.
0: It's been going. Okay, yeah, this is just banter.
3: What's going on ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the War Room Podcast, I'm your host Jared Cornelius, joined with me as always my co-host to the, across from me, the ginger himself Mr. Trevor Truitt, how are you doing tonight sir? I'm doing
0: fucking good, it's Sunday, feels kind of weird to have a podcast on a Sunday I don't know if we've done it too many times honestly, but it uh, feels good, it's been a good day, you know, took my father out for uh, his birthday, gave him a good lunch, happy birthday pops <laughs> happy
3: birthday, uh, Papa Truitt. That's right. You know, a happy birthday to you. But uh, with us tonight, we've got a, a very uh, special uh, set of uh, guests here with us tonight. They're part of a local band that is just trying to make it. They're just trying to get out there. They're trying to get seen. They're trying to get heard. They're trying to get onto some kind of fucking wave of some kind. And I believe in them. And I think they can go all the way to the top. Top. <laughs> With us tonight, from the band Chemistry Lion, Mr. Vaughn Owens and Drake Jones. How y'all doing tonight, sirs? Y'all go ahead and introduce yourselves. How you doing, Drake?
2: I'm doing good, man. How about you?
3: I'm doing great. Vaughn, how are you doing tonight, I'm sir? I'm doing fan-fucking-tastic, buddy. This isn't your first time on the show tonight, but this is Drake's first podcast ever. He's never done one. He's never done the Joe Rogan experience. He's never done (laughs) Mm -mm. this past If he was doing us
0: after the Joe Rogan experience, we would be fucking popping right now. Yeah.
3: But we're happy to have you both tonight. You know, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, Tonight is technically the eve of my Thanksgiving with my family. We're doing our Thanksgiving tomorrow. Cam and I will be going to Muldrow Thursday through the weekend. So tonight is... I don't have work tomorrow. I'm on my fucking eighth beer or whatever it is. I I lost count four beers ago. And we're going to have a good time tonight. We got Drake and Vaughn in studio tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about chemistry line. What? We're going to talk a little bit about what their influences are. Yeah. We're going to talk about what? Why they decided to do what they're doing. What? Yeah. first of all, we're going to get to know him a little bit better than we already do. So we'll start with Vaughn over here first. Vaughn, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Let them know, you know, where you're coming from, what you believe in, <laughs> what you what you like to live for, you know. So, you know, just tell us a little bit about yourself. How you, you know, Vaughn, go, on, go on and tell the people a little bit about yourself. You know, you've been on before, yeah, but yeah, you never actually went into depth about who you are as a person. The nutshell, you know what I mean? Give a bit that, my I, don't we, I don't
0: know that we've ever done that. To be quite honest with you, yeah, oh, it's I true. sure true. You, have you mean, wanna peek want to pie into my the, soul? That's because I
3: want the audience to know as least amount. They only know possible. the bad things. Exactly. They know me as some kind of a roughie and some kind of a delinquent, some kind of a renegade, a rebel, somebody that you can't trust.
0: Yeah, and I'm a woman hater, apparently, according (laughs) to. (laughs) You are. No,
3: that's not according to her. That's according (laughs) to the six girlfriends you've had since (laughs) you started this podcast two years ago. Go ahead, Vaughn. Vaughn, tell the podcast a little bit about yourselves, and we'll go on to Drake here. Go ahead. I'm in.
1: Uh, i'm vaughn owens i'm from fort gibson oklahoma um i like to smoke meth uh, all <laughs> the meth obviously um i do i've went to school my dad's a musician whole family is musicians so it was kind of a natural step when i was younger i started playing in middle school played through high school didn't work up the nerve to play in front of people till my senior year yeah tough, played the talent show yeah uh after that, I was like, all right, I want to be a guitar player in a band. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I tried and for, for a long time uh, when I was working at Harps when I first met Drake. And uh, I don't even remember how it happened, but it, it just kind of came out at some point that we discovered each other were guitar players.
3: Absolutely. Well, whenever you live in a town like Fort Gibson, you're not going to meet a lot of people that yeah. like, let alone the same kind of music you like. Right. But they like to play that kind of music, which brings us to Drake. Drake, why don't you tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself? You know, starting yep. off before this whole chemistry line journey here. Why don't you tell the folks a little bit about yourself?
2: All right. My name, Drake Jones. Everybody here already knows me. <laughs> um, from the Muscogee, Fort Gibson area, slash Kansas City, Missouri. That's what I'm talking about. Um, absolutely nobody in my family is a musician. I'm the only one. So, fuck you, Vaughn. <laughs> so, it was not a natural step for me. But, same thing with Vaughn. Met up at old harps the old one, OG. Um,
0: that's where we all all, all yeah. of us yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: that is true that's where i first met you we must i mean it must have been like maybe there was a song that happened on the radio and it was like because we wouldn't have known that we were even you know metalheads or whatever right that would have been how it probably started
1: literally can't remember but i do remember you i do remember you asking me if i played guitar at one point and i was like yeah and then it just kind of spiraled into. Uh, we started talking about music all the time. Next you know, he he introduced me to bands like a Monomart, so bands like Opeth. Man, like I I, hadn't, I didn't know any of those guys and until we I moved met Drake. in together. <laughs> well, a r- little that r- was a little, know, little ways down the line, but yeah. So
3: before not not we get far. to there,
2: was it a couple years maybe?
3: Because I know that you guys have known each other for a long time, so you know we'll go a little back and forth here. Sure, Vaughn. I want you to uh, take us through some of the early days of you getting into realizing that you wanted to play music and what kind of music it was. You don't have to tell me your favorite bands, obviously, but like what it was that made you realize that you wanted to play music uh, and, you know, try to go somewhere with it. What was what was the, the learning point for you?
1: OK, sure. Um, Honestly. I like I said I've been around music my whole life. My dad to this day plays shows every single weekend. And what? Uh, where,
3: what who does he play for? Because I know your dad, and I used yeah. to play in the same circuit as him. You did with Casey, yep. Yeah. So who who is he playing with?
1: He is playing with Boone Minnenhall and the Warhorse Band. Shout out to those guys. They just played
3: last night, did they not? Yeah, probably. They yeah. play every single I think weekend. They just played like, last night, yeah.
1: literally every single weekend, they they're playing shows. Um, very busy. They got a solid following in the area. Yeah. Um, awesome, but uh. When I was younger, my my dad played with all the different groups. My dad's always been like an 80s rock guy. His favorite groups are Van Halen, Fuck Stevie yeah. Ray Vaughan, yeah. Iron Maiden, Hell all that yeah. stuff. What? So that's what I was raised on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, That's dude. where you got your
2: name, too, and yeah, your brother. Yeah, My brother's name is awesome. Halen, literally. named after Van Halen, obviously. And that's my badass. name is Vaughn
1: named after Stevie Ray Vaughan. But... Which
2: is pretty bad. That's, <laughs> that's, bad. that's pretty that's like, cool. that, yeah. like
3: Zach Wild, he named all of his kids after his favorite guitar players. He's got one named Hendrix, one named Halen, and that's one fucking who, awesome. His name's Sabbath. <laughs> that's <laughs> all, all of his, All three <laughs> of his kids are named. So that's badass. Took it very literally. But yeah, no. Um. So your dad, he he played music as at an early age. You remember it because that's that's how I remember. My dad was a drummer in a metal band from as early as I can remember. So like. That's what got me into it. So I imagine if you're a kid and you have any kind of, like, you know, if your dad's on a piece of shit, obviously. If your dad's, like, you know, one of those guys that beats you, you know, doesn't come home until 3 a.m. You never see him. I want to be like him. Yeah, I want <laughs> to be like that guy. <laughs> you know, that's, you know. He doesn't have to be milk. around, mom.
0: This is awesome.
3: But, like, so, like, you know, your dad played a lot of music around you to, at a young up age. Late. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How does he stay up so long? But, like, so, like, so your dad played music. <laughs> he's been playing it for obviously for a long time since you were a kid obviously mm-hmm. so like that's what got you into it so like your dad plays bass right
1: no he's the lead guitar player man the lead man. guitar
3: player okay so your dad plays guitar
1: my dad to this day can shred better than i can he he his knowledge of the fretboard is just more extensive than mine and it's not even like a technical ability the the thing with us owens is are <laughs> we're not the most technically proficient players all feeling? But it's all feeling. It's I all feel, our yeah. ear. Yeah, that's and, how I am, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely got that from him, and I learned a lot from him. But, okay, I say I learned a lot from him. He taught me the, the bare essentials when I first started. It was in middle school. He taught me the the just one of those blues scales, and he taught me, you know, my basic chords. And after that, I just kind of watched and honestly YouTube taught me how to play most of everything I learned. At a YouTube University. Like, that's exactly how
3: I, the first song I ever learned how to play was Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd yep. and after that like and that's what I tell everybody that tells me, "Oh, I want to learn how to play guitar." Mm-hmm. I always tell them learn how to play one of your favorite songs yep. first because that'll really get you interested in learning how to play. If you know how to play like, dude, the fact that I knew how to play Wish You Were Here whenever and like I started playing at 8 but, like, I didn't actually start taking it serious till I was a junior in high school. Sure, And that was the first song I remember learning, which, if you have free time, and that's why I tell everybody, if you have free time, fucking pick up a guitar. Yep. And, you know, start yep. playing. That's the best way to learn how to play. That's the best way to learn how to play like yourself is just fuck around on it. It don't matter if you're, you're never going to be like, nobody has ever picked up a guitar and was as good as Steve Vai or Eddie Van Halen. It takes time and practice, and those guys will tell you themselves. Yep. So, like, you had a head start considering that your father was obviously inv- involved in playing music live. He he, uh, he, he, you know, he was probably playing instruments all the time around you in the house and everything. Yep. And, like, deep-seated. That's a huge way to get kids involved, especially into playing instruments, is whenever you see them playing one. And for me, I always want – my whole thing was I always wanted to be able to play as many instruments as possible because I've always been a percussionist at heart. But I love playing guitar. I was going to
1: say, it's funny you say that because I definitely started on drums before. Yeah, I, I, sure. Guitar yeah. was even a, a, a thought in my head.
3: Well, I've always said, like, I if didn't you, know this. If you're a guy, if you love music, I mean, and like, you guys can, like, you know, ch- chime in if you'd like. But for me, whenever I hear a band for the first time, I always listen to the rhythm section first because a good band isn't worth a damn if their rhythm section isn't up to par. You know what I mean? The rhythm section to me is the most important part of a band. And obviously you gotta have a singer. If it's this guy that's just singing. Like with death metal, I don't give a fuck about the voice. And I'm just (laughs) being honest. I don't give a fuck about the voice. I love a good fucking brutal, aggressive... I love that shit. But to me, you you gotta have the guitars, the bass, all that shit. It's gotta be the voice is the last thing I'm listening to. If the voice sucks, you know, whatever. That That's crazy. It's f- hardly ever the case whenever I'm listening to that kind of stuff. But whenever you're listening to, it, like, musicians, you listen to a band like Led Zeppelin, if you're a bass player, you're focusing in on John Paul Jones. You're listening to what the fuck he's adding into the band because, like, whenever you think of Led Zeppelin, you think of Jimmy Page, Robert Plant. To me, ro- uh, John Paul Jones and John Bonham are the most important parts of a band like that because... If you don't have John Bonham, who gives a fuck about Led Zeppelin? How many good guitar players were there back then? And I'm not saying Jimmy Page isn't obviously uh, uh, from that group. So, like, whenever you're coming from, you know, you grow up listening to music. And you grow up with a guy that, like, is interested in it. And you take an interest in it because a lot of people, whenever they have parents that are into music, that's where they get their interest from. So your dad playing music whenever you were young, obviously had a big influence on you and what you wanted to play. And I remember you showing me stuff from your dad. Cause like uh, everybody at home for that, those of you that don't know me, Von Drake and Trevor, we've all known it. He- we all worked together at the same time at one point went to school together. We bought, we went, I was all Vaughn, your boss. At me one point. and Von played football together for years. I've worked with Drake for years and we, we and Drake worked together at two different places. We've known each other for a long time. So like, I love getting to know where people's musical influences come from because you two obviously know where mine comes from. Right. Where I started was my father because my father's got great musical taste.
0: Indeed, he does, and he
3: played in a band when I was a kid. He was the drummer in a in a uh, bluesy sludge metal band. Whenever I was a kid, and I remember, I remember distinctly watching them play and listening to them. And like, dude. They had so much potential, and but like just the sound of it, I have always loved it, and that's why Sabbath is my favorite band ever. Because like just we don't have to get into that, but like what, <laughs> what I'm saying is, we'll we'll get into that. But like what I'm saying is, like I get where you're coming from having a uh, a parent yep that was a musician. Which little known fact, I don't know if any of y'all know this. My mom was a good bass player, and I remember her playing around along with my dad. Yes, my mom played bass. I yes, never knew that my mom could play bass. Apparently, neither did my, mo- my mother. W- yes, that's true. My mother I had a bass. nobody knew that she honestly played along with them and everything when my dad played in his Kings band. Smash by ten, did Smash I like by ten. That was their band name. Was Smash by ten. It. it was that. It was him and my uncle Joey and uh, Nick. There was a three piece, and uh, they named themselves that because that they got cats? snowed in one day. But anyway, so like I get where you're coming from as far as like you know, at a young age. Wanting to be like wanting to play an instrument, yeah, because that's where it starts. Whenever you want to play music, wanting to play an instrument is where it starts, right? You want to, which comes from guitar. It it, it doesn't even have to be. I want to start a band and be on top of the yeah. No, no, no. You know what I mean? It all starts with wanting to learn how to play an instrument.
1: For me, it was obviously wanting to play an instrument from you know my dad's influence, but it was the music i was listening to Absolutely. like obviously music it's not a it's not a secret music is a very powerful thing it's and it is powerful, yeah. it is the one of the most influential things in the world and when you when you find that band like the people who say they don't like music first of all those are crazy. weird people. I don't fucking trust those people. They have a soul.
0: You don't have a soul. Um, Fuck the people shit that, like that, that say they <laughs> don't like music. They're fucking.
3: Even people with shitty music tastes, at least if they, they say have they don't like music. music right. You should be looking over your shoulder because they're going to yeah. kill exactly. you. Or,
0: they,
2: uh, or they're amish like they, or something. Oh, I don't listen to music. Time. That's literally kind of kind the only person I've ever known. No exactly. It's like yeah, they just want some kind of noise. I don't
0: listen to music. Right? What
3: a what a lame thing to be known as. Oh, that guy doesn't like music.
0: Yeah, that's
1: terrible. No one, no one wants that. But like. For me, not just picking up an instrument and playing it because my dad played it, it was I was listening to these songs and I'm like, This is fucking awesome. It's making me feel fucking awesome. I want Getting to do this
0: right now. Fully
1: erect, listening to this fucking riff at twelve and I'm like, Yeah <laughs>
3: Dude, I no. remember my parents, my dad impressive. and them, they would they would always warm up to sunshine of your love. <laughs> And it was always, like, a 90s metal version of it. Like, think of Alice in Chains doing Sunshine of Your Love. That's sure. what it sounded like. And I remember at a young age thinking, wow, that's fucking awesome. I fucking love that. And I didn't know why. I mean, it takes years to get into that. But, like, but Drake, coming over to you, what was – so, like you said, he obviously had, you know, a right. musician family member in his family – To kind of give him an influence. Where did yours come from? Like, what made you want to get into uh, – I mean, like, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know very many people that didn't come from a family that had some kind of – and I'm not saying yours doesn't, but, like, for what you're playing, my dad loves that kind of shit, so, like, it wasn't hard for me to get into it. So where did it come from for you as far as getting into what you're playing?
2: I mean – so, like, the first kind of things it would start with would be, like, the bands I was listening to at a really early age, the Matchbox 20s, um, the Maroon 5s, even. Absolutely. That first album. Unbelievable.
3: Oh, Songs About Jane? Yeah. Oh, that's a great album. So good. It's I a great l- album. I love Maroon Downhill 5. Downhill after that. <laughs>
1: first two albums,
2: awesome. Downhill after
3: those, yeah. Even, but here's the thing, though, even on those yeah. albums that you're saying are good, there's always a song or two on them that are like, you Where know, the like, they, they knew how to them. write hooks, exactly. too. Yeah, I I mean, mean, Exactly.
2: And then after that, I can point specifically to Guitar Hero three. Fuck yeah, that's um, true. No, it was Guitar she Hero laughed. two for me. Yeah, yeah. Like for real though, Welcome Home was on that. That was uh, Rock Band, dude. Okay, well, Welcome Ro- Home was Rock on Rock Band. Band. It okay, all yeah, came well, out I at the same. Time, yeah, yeah. Either way, that that what kind mean? of that game, one of those games, apparently, mm-hmm. um, set me down <laughs> the Kobe and Cambria, loophole And and. Uh, there's a song called The Incomplete, I'm which familiar. came out in like two thousand seven. And about a year after that I got into it. Was like, I need to play guitar. It's got a sick riff. Um my mom was actually listening to it at the same time and she was like, When are we gonna get you a guitar? That Christmas they bought me a guitar. That's awesome. Hell um on. it was in two separate boxes. They got the starter pack, nice and the guitar, of but then course. they had they bought an amp separately. And uh, they let me pick which one I wanted to open. I do not know what it was, but I picked the amp box, <laughs> yeah. and they let me open that. Which is and then I was like, ah, I wonder what, well, do what I'm, I'm getting with this. Drums, I <laughs> bet. Yeah. <or> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, never forget that. But that's basically where that came from. So
3: Coheed and Cambria, because yeah. I know you guys are big fans of them. Was that, so that you're telling Pretty me much. that they were like they were the band that was like I got to start playing guitar. Yeah, so they were th- that was that band for you.
2: Yep. Not dude. Jimi Hendrix, you know. I mean, yeah. I love that, but specifically... No, COVID I love Debra.
3: finding that out about people because, dude, the great thing about music is what everybody else... What, what, like, dude, especially if you're a musician, because for me, I know what kind of artists and guitar players... Because for me, I dominantly play guitar, but I will tell you right now, if my parents would have listened to me throughout my childhood, I wanted a drum set more than anything my whole life. Yeah. I wanted to be a drummer so bad. Yep. To my To this day... Drums still speak to me Before the guitar does If I listen to a band For the first time If their drummer Isn't up to like Like what yeah. And I'm not some kind of snob I'm just saying The drummer's what I Always listen to first it I understand What kind of music I'm it is The really drummer's like who In go- the to bass honest. The rhythm section I would say But the drums are always What I hear first I'm like okay I Listen this to bass guys Usually are- last It's like yeah.
1: I wish I was a drummer man Like I wish I could play drums to the level I want to be able to. Every time our drummer <laughs> leaves the set at band practice, my ass is jumping on the kit while oh, he's it's away. So much fun.
3: Yeah. It's the funnest instrument to play. And that was another reason why I loved it. Like yep. I remember like dude, you know what? It's funny cuz we're all around the same age and like I remember guitar hero being such a big influence yep. on me. Me too. Cuz I remember one of the best Christmas gifts I ever got was when World Tour came out in 2000 and Nine. Yeah, I, I was going to say 10, but yeah. Like I think that. it was 2008 actually is whenever World Tour came out because Warriors of Rock came out in nine because that was the last time Guitar Hero came out and was mm-hmm. like, you know, so oh eight. I remember I was ten years old. We got the world tour set up, the big box that came with the drums, two nice. guitars, the mic set, everything, the whole kit. That was such a big influence on me as a kid. I always dreamed of my entire, like me and my brothers, and like you know somebody else starting a, a band and going somewhere with it. So Guitar Hero was such a big influence on me. And Trevor, do you ever play Guitar Hero? Oh yeah, I
0: mean I definitely had the same set in the orange box.
2: Oh, fucking, dude, yeah. it was
3: huge. Yeah, I remember that was the first thing PlayStation Two. Was I. Fucking Almost had a.
2: But everybody attack. played it with the instruments, correct? Absolutely. Oh, fuck off! Oh, this yeah. this fucking fuck guy you. played it with the controller. Fuck you! Well, you should be punching the on face. purpose. It shouldn't be allowed. No, no, no. It literally no, should be like, can't get, hold on, can't hold connect. on, like, right? Yeah. So,
0: in my cool. defense, Explain
1: yourself. play the fucking radio. In my defense, <laughs> I was a poor kid. Okay, I didn't get. I didn't get <laughs> the did whole get fancy box thing. I actually didn't even get it. So the first time I played it was at a friend's house. And they didn't have the guitar at the time. They had just Guitar Hero 2 for PlayStation 2. And... I was like, "This is fucking awesome." You know, I've I've seen it, I've, I know about it, I've heard it. That p- kids are talking about these crazy guitar things. Mike sounds awesome. Yeah. Never. It's, I never. What, a, what about? Yeah, I never when had. You it.
2: did have the option when you and I were playing it, and you were still it, like, "Give me the
1: controller." That's beca- okay, but that becomes like, like a nostalgia thing because I learned how the to play it being on a gay. controller. Like, Why? <laughs> <Yeah. I mean, laughs> like, okay. First
2: of all, <laughs>
3: whoever was playing the controller was the bass player. <laughs> Imagine how much better at guitar
2: you could have been. You
3: can't put all your faith in the guy that plays a controller.
2: Look what? at me now, motherfucker! What, what buttons even is it? Is it you like can play a? a real square, <laughs> square triangle X? Circle, yeah, what, what
0: What are the buttons? R two to hold it down. Like what the buttons? You- yeah. Uh, guitar
3: Hero two was great. I remember the first time I ever got Guitar Hero because I remember my older brother's friend Caleb came over and he had a uh, PS three, which had just came out. It was the first the PS3. fat one. Yes, yeah. exactly. And he had Guitar Hero three, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I got to get this, and we ended up getting an Xbox 360, so my mom and dad Iconic got Iconic console. Yes, absolutely. I still got one. I got one in my room right now. Halo 3. Um, <laughs> they got us a, a, a pack. It was Guitar Hero 2 and 3, so nice. I started off playing 2 first because, you know, I'm a fucking. Play it chronologically, exactly. you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's how I am. And I was actually pissed off I didn't have the first one. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna know what the fuck's going on. It's like <laughs> it's not there's no story, it's just yeah, it was it's like, a story. So like I fucking I played two. I remember Surrender by Cheap Trick was the first oh one I ever God, fucking dude. played on there. It was oh so yeah fun. Nice. And then Shout of the Devil by Motley Crue, which to me, and like look we can talk about it a little bit, because I know Trevor's a big fan of it. I love eighties metal, like eighties head. Yep. I love that shit, because I I know you two specifically... Even the modern
2: 80s metal fucking Steel Panther, dude.
3: Oh, (laughs) and Ghost, and actually... I actually just recently really got into Ghost, love Ghost, so you guys would be very proud of Dude, me. Dude, okay, hold on. I just I, recently okay, got super into. I was about to say <clears> because it was because of their first album. I, I first
1: actually album. had a conversation so with your dad Dude, when I worked so with, with him. Your
0: dad?
1: Yeah, I don't know why I went so high pitched, but <laughs> I when I worked with your dad, he literally was talking the most shit on you because <laughs> Ghost got brought up, and he was like, "Yeah, Jared doesn't fucking like him," and I'm like, "What the fuck do you mean
3: he doesn't like him?" Let me let me explain.
2: Cause your dad loved him. I remember showing him oh, he's when a the huge fan of the them. prequel album or prequel or whatever. Yeah, Cuz I, I showed it to him. Their first this album. Faith. This is the Faith. That we album were, kicks we were, ass. We were at yeah. the, uh, the fucking fish sandwich shop on uh, uh, uh Dude, I passed that the, well, I passed that fucking fish thing hut? every fish I hut. drive yeah. by
0: every day and I'm like I'm on the phone with him. I'm like, damn fish hut, fucking closing. <laughs> fucking I go into jail. Trafficking or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually
3: got into them because I was actually watching a bunch so of good. clips on like, I don't know if I can remember Facebook maybe. And they were playing the song ritual off their first album live. And I was like, that fucking riff. Yes. And I was like, Great song. That shit kicks ass. So I, I went and looked it up, so and I listened good. to that first album, I listened to it from start to finish, and I love a good album. I love when you can listen to an album from start to finish and not have to skip anything, and that album was a lot of fun. And I remember listening to it, and I was like, this is actually really good. And I got more where they were coming from because, you know, and that, you would that that be another a real thing. asshole whenever you get into metal because metal, it's real easy to be a snob about it. But you have to understand where it's coming from because, like, you two, you guys are guitar players. I am too. Trevor, he's just a good time, Charlie. And Trevor's just fucking chilling. If you want to hear incredible shredding, good melodies, Mm -hmm. metal put into pop style music, Rat, Def Leppard, and I don't even consider Def Leppard a hair metal band, but I'm just saying shit like that. If you're Def Def a guitar—Deaf Leopard. Leppard's incredible. So they're one of the best live bands I've ever oh, seen live. it was so good. They're so good. I've seen them twice. Out of they're all the bands I've ones. ever seen, the hundreds of bands I've seen, they're, every time I see them, they're like, wow, they're masters. Well, that's what I'm thing. saying is, if you're a guitar player, you can appreciate that style because yeah. they're making music that anybody that doesn't it's know the fuck— Exactly. The thank musicians, you.
2: They're like, oh, shit. Satchel can yes. play guitar, you know?
3: Like, dude, whenever you listen to a song and you're like, wow— idiots that don't understand, and I say that, you know, I'm not trying to be an asshole, I'm just saying. Stupid idiot. People that don't (laughs) understand music, they're making music for people that don't get it, that they're still enjoying it, but then people that understand what they're playing, they're like, holy, that's the whole Beatles thing. The Beatles, think of the Beatles. Like, they're making pop music, but then you think, like, oh, they're doing a from 13 Liverpool. chord fucking progression. <laughs> they're doing a 13 chord progression, and they're a pop rock band. Like, that's the kind of shit that, like, 80s hair metal to me is like rat, dog. That first uh, out Moderator. of the cellar album is uh. fucking awesome. Like, and I love where they're coming from because, like, it's not super serious. You're not supposed to take it super serious. It's it's a lot. It's supposed to be fun. And the the guitar solos are they shred? They absolutely shred in that kind of music. So like, I really appreciate whenever people can listen to different kinds of metal and understand where it's coming from because it's real easy to become. A, and like we've all liked extreme metal. I mean, maybe not Trevor, but like the three of us, we've all been f- uh, fans of extreme metal. And you you guys spe- specifically know, and you guys feel free to talk on it. It's real easy to become a snob. About what kind of metal you're into, because yeah, it's really hard to go from dying fetus to rat.
2: You know what I mean? Or because cynic to anything that's in four four. Yes, like, I don't want to sure. listen to anything that's real simple. But
3: I mean, going from death then, to you know, uh, yeah. fucking—I uh, don't know—just something. It's 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 it's. I love people that can listen to all of it and be like and appreciate it for what it is, because right. it's
2: Because re- and you guys and know every, every musician. Probably ends up there, I would think. Yeah. You you get less and less snobby the longer you play. I think the best musicians aren't snobby. I've been jamming Bruno Mars lately. You know, like... Fantastic. I've been listening to Joji. Bruno Mars reminds me a lot of James Brown. Silk Sonic.
3: Silk Sonic is so good. So you love funk music and shit. I See, I'm a huge... I love rhythm, and I love rhythmic music. And Mm -hmm. funk and blues and all that stuff is, to me... If you're it, going I for, mean, it, for pure it, rhythm, that's yeah. the best shit there it's is. It's almost like the same
2: kind of feeling you would get from listening to Meshuga. You're just sitting there. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh, just yeah. Feeling the beat the whole time, whether it's death metal or, you know, James Brown and the Bunch, you know? Dude, <laughs> to I mean, me, and we can, you know, funky I, would, bunch. I would actually
3: yeah. love to have this debate because I feel this in, in the deepest parts of my soul. To me, James Brown is the— Greatest on stage performer that's ever lived. Ever, I don't know
1: enough to debate that. I'm sorry.
3: Well, I mean, like you could you could come back at me with Michael Jackson or Prince, Prince or anybody yeah, else. It's like Prince, but you dude, know. James. Br-
2: <laughs> I like <laughs> oh, I like it. Prince more because he's he's, he's oh. got more guitar kind of chops. No, I but mean, here's the
3: thing. Here's why I would say J- James Brown had nothing to hide behind. Ever, it, it was him. It's not about hiding behind, man. No, no, Prince. No, I would agree. Because to me, I like Prince more than I like Michael Jackson. And Michael, Jack- and Michael Jackson is great. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson Jack off over yeah, here in the corner. But Prince, to <laughs> me, is better. I li- if we're talking Prince Michael Jackson, <laughs> oh. I like Prince a lot better because Prince is such a great guitar player and performer. I'm saying as a performer, James Brown didn't play nothing. <laughs> he just went up there and he was doing the splits.
2: Fucking screaming high.
3: Screaming high off his fucking ass. <laughs> He was another
2: instrument <laughs> without playing anything. <laughs> he was an instrument through. Cocaine. Yes, <laughs>
3: like, dude, there's this video of him going up, and they haven't started playing it, and they go out and start playing uh, the get uh, uh payback. What is mm-hmm. it called? Uh, fuck, um, the get back. Got the get oh, back. yeah. I'm about. Bum, bum, bum. Dude, there's literally a video of him. Playing that, and he comes out. He does the splits three times before he says a fucking word. And he's, dude, he. That was before there was athleticism. Yes, (laughs) there was a. That was before there was a standard for being a performer. Like there was a. I mean, you got Elvis. Sure. Yes, I would agree. But there was a point where the Rolling Stones came to America for the first time. And James Brown was told, hey, you're going to open for these guys. And he was like, are you fucking, you know who I am? I'm fucking James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm fucking James they Brown. He did the splits right there And in he front went of out there. and opened for the Rolling Stones. He fucking murdered it. Murdered. Left nothing left for him. And he went off stage and he looked at the Rolling Stones and said, welcome to America, motherfucker. Like, I love that shit. In front of them too. You know how many stories there are like that? Where like, dude, don't get me wrong. Without the UK and other stuff like that, what I the music I love specifically wouldn't exist. But you know how many stories I've heard where they're all like, "Yeah, we showed up and Leonard Skinner was the opening band, and they fucking blew us off the stage." (laughs) (laughs) I love that about American bands. I've never heard a good story about a Leonard Skinner being the opening band. (laughs) Like Leonard Skinner, and I don't know what you guys think about him. I know you like like Leonard, yeah. To me, iconic. To me. They're one of the greatest bands that's ever fucking walked the planet. One of the greatest front men that's ever walked the planet. It should have ended when he died. It should have ended when that plane (laughs) crash happened. It should have ended. They should have had the same mystique as Leonard Skinner, as Led Zeppelin. Sorry. They should have had the same mystique. Really? To me. And, dude, like, go look at all their albums that came out before that happened. And go look at it and tell me that they weren't, like, Dog, they were brought to Wembley Stadium in the UK to open for the Rolling Stones. Nobody fucking told them that day they were opening for the Rolling Stones. They went out there like it was their fucking show. Yep. And blew them off the fucking stage. They were ki- – you know who they were on tour with whenever they died? Huh. They were opening for Ted Nugent. And, like, a lot, what a That's lot of crazy. people don't realize is Ted Nugent was one of the biggest yeah. main headlining acts in America for the longest time that he brought, Led Ze- uh, he brought sorry Leonard Skinnerd on tour with him, and they were blowing him off the stage. And you know what? You want to know why I know that's a fact? Because whenever they died and they were supposed to play in the open for him at the show that they were going to, he didn't say a goddamn word about them. And I love Ted Nugent. <laughs> I love him. I've seen him. I've seen him. I love his music from back then. He didn't say a goddamn word about them. You want to know why? Because they were blowing him on the <laughs> fucking stage yeah, I mean, every fucking, fucking right night. There. You got Gary Rosington, uh, uh fucking uh, uh, I can't believe I can't remember his, Alan Collins and uh, I can't uh, Cassie, uh, Steve Gaines. You got because that was the lineup whenever they died with Steve Gaines, Gary Rosington, and Alan Collins on guitar. The three guitar attack. There's never been anything like it as far as a three guitar attack. Iron Maiden, maybe later on because it's the first. That's was, the only other one I can think of. But at Maiden first it was periphery. just Dave. But at first yeah, yeah. it was just Dave and Adrian. It was just them two at first. They didn't add the third guy until later. The three guitar attack. Leonard Skinner, I can't think, I mean, unless you guys know, and I know you guys know your shit, I can't think of another band that was doing a three guitar attack because even before Steve Gaines joined the band, who was from Miami, Oklahoma, thank you very much, they found him playing for a band called the Crawdaddies. Ronnie <laughs> the Van Zand- Crawdaddies? Well, it's a great name. Their album, um, the album that came out that has Give Me Back My Bullets, uh, was it called? Uh, Give Me Back My Bullets, uh... It came out after, after Nothing Fancy. I think that might have been the name of the album was Gimme Back My Bullets. I can't remember. That album, it was only Alan Collins and Gary Rosington because they fired Ed King in Europe because Ronnie came off stage and was like, You fucking suck! Because he was drunk all the time. He's like, You fucking suck! And Ed King was tired of the abuse because you know Ronnie was a fucking abusive fucking guy. And so Ed left. So they did that whole album just... The two guitar players and Alan and Gary said because Ed left, that made them have to step their game up and become better guitar players. And then they found Steve Gaines playing in a small bar in the Midwest for the Crawdaddies, and he was like, I'm from Miami, Oklahoma. That's something to be proud of, right there. Steve <laughs> Gaines was in Leonard Skinner for a year and a half before he died. Street survivors is one of the best albums i've ever fucking heard in my life. one of the best starting albums. dude, that smell. i don't care what anybody says. Oh, i get it's, goosebumps. goosebumps it's, just it's it's definitely thinking probably it. my
0: top 5 songs ever. like it's dude, just a top 5 song. Ronnie Van it's Zant predicted his own death.
3: He predicted his own death. He told he told everybody i'm not going to make it past 29. He died at 29. He told people that at 27. He literally told people I'm not going to live to 35. I'm not going to make it there. And the music was so raw and so genuine. And one of my friends actually told me something, and I would love to get y'all's take on this. Because to me, music, it doesn't have to be in the same genre to hit the same. You know what I mean? Music can hit you the same no matter what genre it's in. I agree with that. Leonard Skinner, you can mix them in with A. And it, it hits you. they has got the same yeah. amount of balls as any kind of death metal. Right. It's got the same kind of fucking raw, hit you in the dick, and at, keep you asking for more as any band you can <laughs> think of. And that's in my opinion. They, There's nothing like them. They, they're the Bob Marley of Southern rock. Because it's a whole genre. There's only one fucking band that really... And, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they are literally they ruined it for everyone else. No but everybody else that came out after them was considered a fucking uh an offshoot of them. And I don't consider the Almond Brothers in that because the Almond Brothers were like also in their own fucking thing. The Almond brothers are incredible. Like they it's So bluesy to me, jazz, blues, jam rock. To me, they weren't a rock band. Leonard Skinner, dude. Like, like, I'm just like, I, I and I love all kinds. of like, like Leonard Skinner. They're <laughs> incredible. And I'm just saying, like, like they're one of those bands that you can mix in with anybody. Like, if you're into them, because I know he's into Like, everybody likes Leonard Skinner, is what you're saying. That's yeah. Like, nobody's like, like, you don't like Leonard Skinner? Fuck
0: you. Like, uh, you're how a, how a many, cocksucker. Like, you know okay? that, how many <laughs> metal
3: bands and rock bands that you listen to, and they always bring them up? Because it's for a fucking reason. Yeah. It's all music. And I just want to make sure they yeah. get their due is my thing. Like I just think that you they know. they don't ever get considered whenever people it's bring up like
2: the Eagles. Absolutely. Like, I feel like they're very underrated. i, I yes. unbelievably good band. Absolutely. Um, not a lot of people talk about them anymore.
3: If you want to talk about all aspects of a band and playing live, first of all, I've the always band. said yes, absolutely. Same oh thing. my god. I've always said the Eagles, to me, are one of the best live bands you could ever see. Mm. First of all, what, what do you want from them? You want Melodies? Harmonies. harmonies. They've got... They're up there with the Beatles on Harmonies. They really are. They are. On Harmonies. Back and, before there were fucking monitors. And. Kansas
1: is great, too, in that aspect.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Kansas is super underrated. But, like, the Eagles, to me, like... Every single dude in that band could have went and started a solo band and been just as successful. Don Henley. I was saying, Arguably I was, guys, dude. Absolutely. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Walsh. Yeah, yeah. Joe Walsh, yeah, yeah. Walsh and
1: Don Henley Walsh. specifically. This
3: stuff is awesome. James Gang <laughs> shit is so, it's you know what's great? He was perfect for the Eagles because I love the Eagles. And like, out of all the bands I've ever seen, I always say that them specifically, they're the, they are masters of playing live. Yeah. There's nothing like them. I can believe that. Um. I can't wait to see him with Steely Dan opening. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking great, especially if Steve Winwood's in the band with Steely man. Dan, like they say he is. I I think he's in the band. I'm not sure, but like, I whenever Cam and I went and saw the Eagles last year, I've seen a lot of bands, man, and like they are just
2: like. I'm jealous to that one too. They
3: played for three hours, no opener, and I've still get goosebumps talking about.
2: Like they are just incredible. One of the best show I've ever seen. Yes, I
3: would love to know that. What's the best show you've ever Tenacious
2: seen? Tenacious D and the <laughs> It was awesome, it
1: was so dude! Good. It was awesome. Fails it was so good. Is that what
3: you would say is yours also? <sighs>
1: mm, I mean, it's one of them. I don't say. It's I don't like, think it's like the definitive best show I've ever seen. It
0: was just great because it was music and like a play all is in one. Is that what yours? Your number one is? Uh, I probably wouldn't be my number one, but
3: me, him, Cam. Me, him, and ah, Cameron that going was to a see Tool. Oh, I was going to say, and then me, him, and Cameron going to see Steely Dan and the Eagles. Even, which, I mean, even
0: I saw a tool for sh- Fear
1: Inoculum. Oh,
3: I, that's awesome, dude! I, 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 I and just like, they've, the al- they've always been a bucket I know. list band. I've just got to see them. Like I, I, gotta see them, and I'm not a. Who's I your,
2: who's on your live show modern band bucket list before they're gone?
3: Before they're gone, yeah. So, and like. I showed you what I've seen this year. Yeah, pretty and
2: wild list, honestly. Bands that I, that, that I haven't
3: seen before that I would drop anything to see, and I don't care what anybody says. Um, there's only one band in the world that would pay more than i paid to see. Metallica, Pantera, Five Finger Death Punch, Ice Nine Kills, and Mammoth. Uh, is the Rolling Stones? I saw Mammoth? Yeah. Cool. Well, the first day, whenever <laughs> we went saw Me- when we went and saw Metallica, they did a two day thing. Mammoth and Pantera were the two openers. The mm-hmm. first day, and the second day was Ice Nine Kills and Five Finger Death Punch, which Five Finger Death Punch, Finger Death Punch is a great band live. I bet. Um, they're really good they live. Really I like their first guy. like two or that was three awesome. albums. Like, have a d- real good sound guy. like, look here is the thing. I love like and I love those big shows. I love those big production shows. Dude, I will never forget seeing C- Cancer Christ Goat Horn. I hate God at the 89th Street Collective with 80 people in a place as big as my house. That's true, I man. will never forget those that kind of stuff. Shows, man. But Mammoth, Pantera, Metallica, I literally could have cried the whole time just
2: because I'm like I can't I'm when We saw Slayer. That was awesome. I see oh, that's yeah. the man. only
3: one of the big 4 I've never seen. I've seen Megadeth, Metallica, and I've seen Anthrax. Never seen
2: it Slayer. I've seen all of them
1: except Metallica. It was
2: Anthrax, it Testament, was, uh, yep. Lamb of God. My Napalm dad bed. saw that show. And with Slayer. Behemoth. Yeah. Now, no. No, he did, saw it the got, next time. We got Testament instead of Behemoth. Which so I would prefer. But the the first. It's still awesome either awesome. way. I mean, who cares? Yeah, I mean, like, we
1: went and saw it because it was the first farewell tour. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> they announced it. it. They were nice. like they were like, this is it. We're done after this. And like at the end of Slayer's set, uh I don't remember the singer's name, but he's like standing out and just like staring at the crowd. Like super emotional. Testament? Slayer. No Slayer. Slayer's oh, lead singer. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was just standing and just like, you know, absorbing the the situation because oh, it was supposed yeah. to be their last tour, you know? And you know, and it was an awesome experience. It was super the emotional. Next the next year they were on tour again. Exactly.
3: Yeah, but they've been gone since. And I will tell you what, Tom they says he's great. done. He's probably yeah. done. Oh yeah, they sounded great. I, well, Terry remember, King. Testament to, sounded the best though. I was listening to Carrie. Well, that guitar player is a he's a god. My dad, he saw that tour. He, he said it was Behemoth, Testament, Anthrax, Lamb of God, Slayer, Napalm Death, and yeah and yeah. he said that anthrax actually had the biggest mosh pit going and i will say and i like you guys said best lineups one of the best lineups and i always bring this this one always comes into my mind exodus and uh A- exodus black label society anthrax was one of the best lineups i've ever seen exodus opening the fucking show gary holt That's pretty nice. that was awesome black label society always awesome yeah. and anthrax those guys, one of the most energetic sets I've ever seen live, they were fucking, and I loved them whenever I saw them live. And I got to see him at the Criterion in Oklahoma City, so it was a little good bit venue. more of an intimate venue. There. And uh, that was fucking awesome. Because I remember it was me, Cam, and my my dad that went. And like Black Label Society was so good that like when they were done, we were almost all like, oh, all right, let's go. I'm like, oh, wait, there's still another fucking band that's coming out. But let me tell you something right now. If you want to ask me what the best show I've been to is, and I've been to a lot of good ones, one that really sticks out is that Gore Guts, Mayhem, and Cannibal yep. Corpse show. And I'll tell you why. Mayhem, and I—I I put this up there, and like, and like, and this is—I don't care how crazy this sounds. And I've been the big concerts where there's hundred thousand people. I hate God when there was less than a hundred people there. The mosh pit was the most intense one I've ever seen. <laughs> I'll never forget that set. Mayhem, opening for Cannibal Corpse, we'll never forget That's it. Wild. They did four acts. They had zero crowd interaction. They came out with a different like setup on the stage every single time. I remember at one point they came out doing the Day Mysterious Day Sa- Das Satanis album. And they did the, did the Freezing Moon uh, uh, album. And... Uh, it was purple and black on stage. They were all in cloaks with the ghost paint and everything. That was, And I've never seen a black metal band before, sick. so that was incredible. And the fact yeah. that it was mayhem was even fucking cooler because like, the only person that wasn't original in the band was dead, dead who died, was, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Album <laughs> cover? Yeah, but the rest of them were in it, and like Dad. that was fucking incredible. And then Pretty Cannibal sick. Corpse. And like you know those kind of shows where you go to where you're like, I already know these guys are going to fucking rip. Yep. But I went to that show expecting Cannibal Corpse to kill Mayhem. I was so excited for them because I'd never seen anything like it. And they lived up to even more to what I could have expected as far as the set go. They played for two hours, I think,
2: before Cannibal Corpse. Vaughn, you remember the Kansas City show with Devin Townsend, Mm -hmm. Gojira, and Opeth, right? It was a phenomenal show. That's badass, dude. Opeth made them all sound like amateurs, too. It was crazy. Okay, hold on a
1: second. I don't want to say they made them sound like amateurs, but you can tell everybody in the crowd was there for Opeth, Opeth and Gojira. And that
2: was before Gojira was like...
1: Yeah, Gojira days. hadn't blew up blew up yet. You
3: want me to be honest with you right now? You want to know one of the shows that I went to this last year that surprised me the most? Huh. And like, like I'm not trying to... Look, so this, you know how Pantera have been doing their thing that they've been doing? Zach. It was Flesh Hoarder, Lamb of God. And then Pantera headlining. And I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Because I want you to take my word for it. Because you know I'm not going to lead you astray. Alright, you understand <laughs> me when I say this to you? We're understanding. I went into that show expecting Lamb of God to be the best. Sure. Understandable. Pantera completely made me forget they even fucking played. I swear to God. Damn. Phil, if you've ever listened to a live Pantera album, I've listened to him. He sounded like he actually went to vocal lessons and learned, like, and got and got into shape to sing because they did strength beyond strength second fucking song, and he did it. Is this
2: like Hetfield vocal lessons, or no. like,
3: no, because Hetfield, whenever I saw him, he sounded better than I could have imagined. Yeah, it's like he sounds great. Phil's doing really extreme, like, hardcore vocals, like and I I remember time. listening to shit from them in the '90s, and I didn't think he ever sounded very good. I'm telling you right now, it sounds like he got with a vocal coach and learned
2: how to do it live. He sounded better than Randy?
3: Yes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I can be honest because I've seen Lamb of God four or five times, and they're always great. You never list, watch really them tight. live. Yeah. You never watch them live and expect them to be to suck. I'm telling you right now, Pantera was so good, it made you forget Lamb of God played right before him. And I've always said Lamb of God, there's only one band that I think could play right after them, and that's Slayer, and that's in my opinion. You know, we could talk about that. Lamb of God is such a high-energy act. They don't leave a lot on the table left for people. The only band that could go out there and suck something out of the crowd is Slayer, in my opinion. Pantera came out and made you forget they ever even fucking played. I swear to God, they were that good. If you had any questions of whether or not to go see this new rendition of them, dog, it's It's good. And, like, you know, at this point, and, like, I don't know a lot, what a lot of people have said, here's the thing, man, Dime and Vinny are dead. This is the only way you're going to hear that music live. It's nope. the only way. And they oh, and they got the guy that if you were going to get to play for Dime, it's the only one I, guy that could fucking so do it.
1: I've had that conversation. Like, when, when it was first announced that Zach was taking over for yeah. him, like... He's the only guy. All the guitar players. You, uh, my cousin. He's a huge... Uh, Zach fan Like he's his favorite of course his favorite guitar player And I remember having a You know a discussion with him And I'm like I don't think There is a better person suited Like I think they got The perfect guitar player To fill yes. the role I don't I can't think of one person Who I can realistically see Taking over Than
2: him And you want to know He might what? be the only one Ballsy enough to take the job too, no, right? Yeah Cause he said for years
3: I won't do that I won't do that and I don't know what happened to make him take it on because the only way that the, that that tribute tour was ever going to happen was if Zach agreed to do it because I, as far as I know there wasn't anybody else that was in the running for it. Zach was his best friend yep. and like and you know why I think that they did, they did such a good job? They didn't go out there and try to be not Pantera. Zach, I've watched Zach play for Zach Sabbath, Black Label Society, everything besides Ozzy. I've seen him do every single form of it. He did it as – as, as uh, he did die so much justice. Rex Brown, and I will say this right now because I this made me so happy. Re- the way Rex Brown sounded live made me so happy because I remember seeing him 10 years ago on that metal show and just seeing him <laughs> live. He looked horrible. He looked like he was about to die. He looked like he was in good shape and good health whenever I saw him. His sound was great live. The bass on I'm Broken Live was so fucking good. And, you know, I'll tell you right now, I was skeptical. The only guy I was skeptical of was Charlie Benanti. And I didn't realize how close him and Vinny were as friends. I didn't realize because I've, I've been listening to podcasts with Charlie on it because they did a lot. Um, he did a lot before uh, that tour ever started where they did, went out and did the tribute tour. And, like, they were talking. And he did, he told a story about how he was at, di- at Dimebag's Funeral and uh, Eddie Van Halen show up. Because when Anthrax first got big in the early to mid-80s, Pantera was actually their first supporting act whenever they were still an 80s band. It was before they were ever doing any of their other shit. They were always hanging... this was whenever they. This is before uh, uh, Cowboys from Hell, far, uh, Vulgar Display of before Power. Before they this changed was when their styles, they were style. 80s hair, yep, metal, they were hair metal for sure. This is when they were open. This, they were one of Anthrax's first main supporting acts, so that's where they become friends. That's where they became friends from. So I didn't realize that whenever they, because I was at first I was like, yeah, Charlie Bonatti's awesome from Anthrax, but I didn't realize why he was picked to do. You want to know who I thought would have been great to replace Vinny? Is Chris Adler from Lamb of God. I've always thought he would have been a great guy yep. after seeing Charlie do it. And like, dude, like it's so, like they did it so beautifully where it's such a good tribute. It's a tribute. They're not trying to be anything other than it's what they the were. It's greatest
2: song in the world. <laughs> it's just a tribute. <laughs> yes.
3: No. They, uh, as far as like doing a tribute to what Pantera was. And like, I hate whenever people say, oh, yeah, there's two fourths of the band are still there. Rex and Phil are still there, and Rex sounded incredible. He looks like he's in great health, good shape, and everything. But, like, I didn't realize whenever Charlie took the the role of how close he was with the band. And, like, I'm sorry. I know I'm rambling right now, but, like, (laughs) it's a cool story. I was listening to this podcast, and he was telling um, how Charlie was hanging out with Vinny at uh, Dimebag's funeral and how he was consoling him and everything, and Eddie Van Halen walks in. And he has a guitar case with yep. him. And he pulls out I know the, the story. Yeah. yellow guita- uh, Van, Fra- Van Halen One of the two. Frankensteins, yeah. One of the Frankenstein. the black and yellow one from the Van yep. Halen 2 from inside Bumblebee. the album. Yes. Bumblebee. Right? Yeah. And he, and he uh, pulled it out for Vinny and said, I want you to bury this with Dime because I knew it was his favorite guitar. Like, that right there, I don't care a fuck about what anybody thinks. Yeah. <laughs> You know the reverence you've got to have for Eddie Van Halen to show up to your fucking funeral mm-hmm. and be like, "I want you to bury this fucking guitar with this." One guy. of the most
1: influential guitar players, one of the mo-
3: one of the last true guitar heroes in a- in in rock history was Eddie Van Halen, in my opinion. Yeah, and he shows up to Dimebag, and I would say Dimebag's in there too. Yeah, because it- Dimebag had personality doing what he was doing. Like metal, a lot of the problems with me with metal is like people take themselves too fucking serious, man. Dimebag didn't. He was a good time Charlie. He's like Trevor. He's like Trevor over here, my- They're <laughs> bonging, taking <laughs> shots, wearing fucking shorts. Like, hey, look, my nuts out. One of my <laughs> balls are out. That's him right there. That's Dimebag. Such a yeah. Do that all the time. Guy. My
1: thing with Dimebag and Eddie Van Halen's the same way. Like, I think one of the best, like one of the most. Critical things when it comes to a guitar player being remembered is the uniqueness of their style. Absolutely. That because, I mean, it's not their rig. It's not the gear they're using. It's the person. Absolutely. And like, I agree. Um, Dimebag, every time he picked up a guitar and he started playing, you knew it was Dimebag. Because yes. he had his own thing going on. Same with Eddie Van Halen. Um, I mean, there's countless other ones, like Tony Iommi's the same way.
3: Don't you love a guitar player whenever you know it's them, just Just on on the the first note?
1: That's my goal as a guitar player, to have a sound that is recognizable without knowing it's me playing. Absolutely. Because that's like the biggest, that's, (laughs) honestly, if anything ever happens musically for me ever, if I can just go out and be like, I've created this unique you know, style that People is my own stuff
3: and they know it's you just for I've, the sound of I've it. done what I wanted to do. To be honest with you, one of my yep. favorites ever is as far as like I hear it and I know exactly who it is, is David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. That's fair. Whenever I like the season Wilson. Yeah. But David Gilmore has one of my favorite tones and sounds Ever, doesn't it, the music. it doesn't matter the genre. Doesn't matter. Soon I no. play, you know who it is. His yep. like uh, the song uh, "What Do You Brian, Want From Me" Queen. off of uh, even yes, John Mayer. Not a great Yes, but like player. the song "What Do You Want From Me" off of the Division Bell, the way that like and he played three notes and that'll hit you like a fucking knife in your spine, dude. I love guitar players like that. You know, another one of my favorite off of just tone and just unmistakable sounds is Pepper Keenan. From mm. corrosion of conformity and down, his sound is so fucking sharp. Would and
2: argue it, Guthrie Govan. Oh my god, god the guy's well, a god. Immediately, who who is playing?
3: I mean, I'll, I'll always James Hetfield will always be one of my favorite metal rhythm guitar players ever, just, just because. Of, of, off of riffing down, down, down pick, pick. <laughs> every every
2: fucking note.
3: But like with Down, Kirk Weinstein, and then Pepper Keenan. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. like 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 I love a band where you can pick out who's playing.
1: Oh, another one that comes up, just Jeff Loomis. I always know Jeff it's Jeff Loomis, Loomis when yeah. he's playing. Perfect.
3: No, uh Trevor, why don't you uh, ask him a few questions while I go take a pee real quick and take an intermission myself? You go ahead and talk to him a little bit.
1: Me next.
0: You don't get to go next, bitch. I'll piss in your fucking <laughs> mouth. Actually, something I did want to talk about is we all three used to play this fucking game. Oh shit. <laughs> in the uh this was the news store cuz you know the old store was it was it was cooler than the new store for sure cuz you know 100%. shit now nah, i can actually say cuz i don't work for the company anymore but when we were for harps we were we all met in the fucking old store and uh you could just pretty much do you could get away with a lot of shit there i mean but you were our boss Trevor a well a like,
2: small grocery store in a small town
0: in know. an old shitty store that nobody yeah. really cared we had a store manager that stole 120000 <laughs> oh dollars who was cool as shit? Were cool you guy. there that night? Was it me? You? Did you Did you go with us when we went to? We had Buffalo Wild Wings with yeah. Carl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah,
2: because he ended up paying. Yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder fucking why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like,
0: oh shit. <laughs> well, yeah. Like we're like, yeah. No wonder why, because we were like, damn. Because yeah. he literally showed up. We went to fucking Call I don't know why we went to Taquaw, but we maybe Tom lived over there then. Maybe he did. I don't know. But we went to Taquaw Buffalo Wild Wings and fucking watched the fights. Fucking Carl shows up late. Like, he got there, like, fucking, we were there for, like, two hours. He showed up, bought us a bunch shows of fucking, bu- or then we started, we already been it drinking this time. Check. Yeah, we've had, like, two or three fucking beers each. And he shows up, drinks, you know, gets, like, two out, and he's like, all right, man, I got to go home, guys. Yeah. And he's like, but I already paid for the tab. And we're like, what? Like, you showed <laughs> up late, and you paid for the tab. Like, this guy's fucking awesome. Like, yep. we didn't think a thing about it. We just thought, yeah, this guy's fucking cool as shit. Like, you know, because he Pepper. was a...
2: Manager. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because I I left for like a month, month and a half. Frito, no, no a different uh, time. Keebler actually. Keebler, oh. <laughs> I I left for like a That's month fitting. and a half in fucking. Uh, it's fitting. Yeah, and then fucking uh, <laughs> the the you know the crazy Australian. He fucking decided to get oh, out of there. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey
1: Vaughn, go God. clean the fucking ditch. Forget about Tony.
0: He, yeah. he fucking yeah. He he fucking decided to leave because like he'd been there for like twenty years. Yeah. Or something like something crazy, and I was like, "This he's guy's been here."
2: Fucking soccer every goddamn day.
0: I was like, "This guy's been here this BRB long." Brb, boys. I was like, uh, "There's no way, like, he's gonna leave. Like, he's yeah. been here for 20 years. He's been this position. Like, it's the next position I want. Yeah. I don't want to move. I just had a fucking like baby at the time, so I'm like, I'm not trying to move. Like, I'm trying to fucking stay here. And this fucking guy comes in, offers me this job, and I took it. And then like a month and a half later, Carl calls me. He's like, "Hey, Tony, just quit." And I was like. What? You're like, oh, I got you. Yeah, and he was like, I "Want you to come back." Never what even took me off the payroll. It Was just crazy.
2: The shitstorm you were. Yeah, into. and
0: yeah, you know why he wanted me to come back? Cause like I was young, and he knew that. Like I thought he was cool as shit. This guy's yeah. giving me a job. He was a cool boss. Right. Now, like now that I think about it, though, like on Saturdays, he'd give me like twenty bucks and be like, "Here, here's lunch. I'm gonna leave." Cause he was. I knew he was fucking the clock. That guy was working like twenty hours a week. Right. He was yeah. working twenty I hours a never week, saw this guy. and fucking getting paid for forty five. Like, he was he was fucking fucking him. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's impressive. Honestly, it's impressive. I mean, like, you know, like, even Drake, if Drake, why did you say anything <laughs> about this whenever it was happening? Yeah. Oh, dude. The craziest thing about this whole story...
2: I, I was just working and going home.
0: The craziest thing is that, like, it was almost, like, it almost got passed by. I know. Like, that they were just, like, they were like, we're going to get rid of him, like, demoted him. Well, look, look, look let's be honest, okay? I'm and I'm not demeaning
2: that's all i was ever
3: doing. Listen, let's let's be honest here, okay? It's a it's a Harps in Fort Gibson. You know how easy it would be to embezzle that much money it was just, without anybody here asking any questions.
0: I'm not going to be like, "Hey, the
3: tail's short."
0: We, but like, i, I the no fucking guy. I didn't know Here's the thing Is the till wasn't short He was yeah, doing a fucking thing to, to negate it And you don't know Until you well, do Well then I think If you can do he that was You smart. allowed to steal He was sm- I mean he was kind of smart about it But like he just It's like every criminal ever They take it too far And then they get caught Yeah it's greed like, Yeah Greed really Well I want you. to know Where the fucking $120,000 went Like he must have been like I think he was a gambler I think he was a fucking Probably He'd go well, to the casino needs- Okay, no, but do you remember his wife working at the fucking store without actually being employed and yeah. she had a name tag yep. and a fucking harp shirt and she was working it? He would go home and be like, I gotta go home, blah, 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 I'm like, I don't give a shit, whatever. So he would go home. He would send his wife up to help help us with the fucking truck. Yeah. She'd come in, work the fucking truck. Yep, she with totally a would. a name tag. She used to work for Price Cutter years ago. Yeah. Never got caught. It yeah, was insane. They're, they're, they're and when it was, of was possible. But dude, it was like it was just when you look back at it all, it's like because the stuff that like I've been caught for has been I dude, significantly less. It's like, literally because like being the
3: the the store manager of a grocery store in a small town is like being a flim flam man in the eighteen hundreds. You're just taking advantage <laughs> of idiots and making yeah. them believe your lies. Sometimes. Okay, hold on. <laughs>
0: Sometimes. Let's get back to the meat
2: here. The cranberry yeah. game.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we were talking about this game we used to play at the This is the new store. I think did it started at the old store? It was the old store. It
2: started at the old store. And it was just like... So but it accelerated anytime, at the new store. It was like three times the footprint. So oh, like yeah. We had to run past people. Any
0: time the back Cranberries back would come on, we had this game. And we had... Uh, like, at first, it started out, and you just the ran. Band. There was you only heard. one song that yeah, it played. It, well, no, at
1: first, it was only mm-hmm. one. It turned into two at the new store.
0: Yeah. Back to one. Yeah. Real quick. So anyway, Sorry. the point of the game was like anytime the cranberries started playing, you have to run up to someone. And you're, cranberries. Well, you have to you have to get a cranberry themed well, we, item. We first. added that after. Oh, okay, that's it was true. originally just cranberries. The band, the cranberries. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that band.
1: There, there was a couple was songs in rotation songs. on the radio. There was
0: a one. There was one that immediately started, and you were like, "Fuck!" You knew it was, and there was one that was that's like. Real
2: yeah and like trevor and i would always oh be dude every time and then trevor would just yeah yeah
0: dude there was one time i have a video on my fucking phone still and uh we're it was all three but, of us right well it was me and me and drake sp- specifically on the side we're on the bread aisle and we're like facing yeah and it fucking went off we went Bad-a! and immediately we were like <laughs> fuck because we're like right beside each other we we go the I go around this way, and he turns this way, and he, like, slides on the fucking floor and goes
2: back up. Oh, because you had it on the camera. You pulled it up on the camera. Yeah, pulled it up on the yeah. camera. Because the there was, like, items on every aisle. that Like, he, yeah, cranberries. Juice or, or you'd the get the dried camera. cranberries. Yeah, that did or you'd get <laughs> <straight laughs> dried cranberries.
0: <laughs> that definitely did happen. But, yeah, so, like, that was the game. Like, then we, like, so then you had to run up to someone and the like, cranberries. And fucking, uh. It was a good time. It was just a good little mini game. Has this been off fucking the Fucking working there. Okay. Yeah. Not it was still picking up It was good. still picking you yeah. up. It was
3: all good. I just figured that would... It's
2: uh, much louder now. Oh, yeah.
0: It yeah. Looks <laughs> <much> <laughs> <better>. <laughs> Your mic's been I turned you it's up, like definitely. Because I was like, he does sound quiet, but I didn't think that was what it was. But, no, it was like this little fucking mini game we would just fucking do. And it was it was a good time
2: didn't care about customers also at, about the, at this time
0: i was definitely bosses. i was definitely their boss like literally Just it was like because that was our boss it, that was when we had work, i
2: No friends yeah fucking. work did not matter if we heard those like couple little like yeah. synthesizer notes it's like oh shit I it is yeah, time i specifically
1: remember one time uh we were all there but i was by myself on the dairy aisle which is at the very end of the store and i hear it i'm Immediately, just you know, that's what happens. You hear it, and then you're just fucking adrenaline. Rushing. Yeah, it literally you is like, like yeah. bolt. Oh yeah, you just from sixty off. BPM to like one. Yeah, yeah. Like I hauled ass around this corner. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm I'm not a small person. I take up a lot of space, and I come hauling around this corner, and this old man <laughs> is holding a hand basket. <laughs> I scare him so bad. He jumps and drops his basket, and he, like he thought he was gonna die. I was like, <laughs> I, I stop. I literally
0: just stopped. Was like I He's had a pacemaker so ever since. Sorry, <laughs> that guy's probably dead right now, <laughs> dude. Do you? Do you remember? Sounds like it? Richard. <laughs> Do you remember the old fucking that's not, that's bastard not, not that funny. would come not in? Nice. And it's not you, funny, it's just the you truth You knew that it he might was going to talk to me So you would fucking set him up And this <laughs> guy's got the question It was that yeah. fucking guy who was yeah. Yeah. on the water pallet right. And he was like fucking this <laughs> He <laughs> literally like walking <laughs> yeah. Hey, I it gone. Like, fucking, oh dude, I know who you're talking <laughs> I, about got the, cart. I, the rainbow man, uh, I, yeah man, you
2: seen Trevor? He was like, uh Yeah, hold on
1: He's like, if a flip phone was a person
2: Like, Trevor, I think there's something wrong with the freezers We're going to need to spray them out the guy, to spray the and he would get in
0: some bullshit conversation Like, "Hey, son, blah 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 blah," and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> oh, "Yeah, let me get the." Yeah. No, I know. Well,
3: he would. He He, he would got to, to the Drake point where Drake would be like, oh, let me get the manager."
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, he got to the point where he would fucking know. He could tell, and he'd be like. <laughs> yeah, I'd walk down there, like, nope, not doing yeah, it. Yeah, he would I'd like, like no, nope, I know what you're doing. Peek around the aisles is. and be like, oh, that's that guy. He's like, fuck that guy.
3: Did he, have, did he ever have anything interesting to ask, or was it always just like, dude, it was just going, bullshit?
4: Just find, can
0: I mean, buy, like candy he's and shit. Literally talking, her like, hey, Santa you know
3: I love oh. this.
4: Well, pie, he
0: had, him, he had his wife too. He He'd wife. always do this, too. He'd look... Yeah. I wish I wish the fucking... He's like, yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Old married couple, and they were like, oh, we used to be at the Iron Mill or whatever. It's yeah. like, this is why we're there this was, way. This is One why we're day, fucked up.
0: Yeah. He, he always had a question, because, like, your fucking dad would come get me sometimes. He was being serious. I walk in. I'm pushing in carts, and this guy is fucking sitting on, like, half a fucking pallet of Best Choice <laughs> water. Literally, he's sitting on it with his basket, and he's fucking, like, leaned over, like he's fucking trying to look under his car. <laughs>
2: like, he's Yeah was that the the time you thought he was dead or something or dying <laughs> or was that a different customer that was
0: probably fucking Jimmy's cousin remember when he fucking fell over on his bike
2: yeah oh wait, remember when cousin. he fell
0: over in the dairy aisle and he was crying yeah
2: <laughs> how many in, uh, talk about injuries i mean what was the the blonde girl's name who fucked up her toe oh hang on the, oh, you oh her. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. her toe was all fucked up, and I was like, yeah, I'm going oh, to I'm gonna have to pour alcohol on this, dude. That was it's, a bad deal, because dude. I,
0: I was
1: immediately like, listen.
2: Because it was, it was, Me and like, Drake like, are, like,
1: comforting her. Bro. And Trevor watched. her I'm and out. I'm not in the bloody seats. Yeah. <laughs> His face turned so
0: white, and like, he, he just walked away. It looked he looked like he was he about can,
2: to puke. He came the back, only, he came back own, with a, like, Sedgwick form, to like, the only accidental thing, form. The
0: only thing I did was, like, listen you got to get out of here right now. Yeah. They're going to drug test you. They are (laughs) going to drug test you. You got to get out of here right now. I'll say it was so quick, whatever, but you got to get out of here and you got to go take care of yourself because if not, you're going to get fired. So I was like, you got, I know, I know what's going to happen. I poured that
2: alcohol in there
0: (laughs) and she was like, Fuck you! <laughs> that, it, got it, it, cr- it was like a fucking eighteen foot bakery ladder, yeah, and it didn't have
1: a little rubber stopper. Well, and what really fucked her up is when it, oh. Co- oh. so it clamped oh. down and, and she, she was pulled, like, it pulled it out,
0: oh, oh. like literally God. ripped the top of her toe off. She fucking dropped it because it locks into place. You roll it, locks into place, what locks right on her fucking toe. It's and, gruesome. And then fucking does the old oh, something's on my foot, and just, pulls it out. And, Ooh, just know, guys. It's if we're ever doing something
1: and oh, Trevor's God. there and you get like severely injured, he's not going to help. You.
0: I mean, if he's I have gone. to, if I'm the only person there, I will do it. But I if don't I'm, think hey, so. Get in there! Get in there! Come on! We're losing time. Like.
2: <laughs> I'm taking the under man.
0: <laughs> like, yeah.
2: And then good times didn't. Uh, was it? Oh,
0: hang on. There's there's Barbara. Uh, oh, uh. Uh, you remember the asshole cigarette? The asshole. Cigarette. What? He, you don't remember that? I guess not.
3: It's what basically killed we, her. <laughs> he fucking, his dad. Okay, Jesus. so
0: like one time. one time, oh, was brown. Listen to oh, this. Cigarette, is that what you're talking no, about? No, one time we're out. You know how she would do at the news store. She'd fucking yeah, go out of the corner. Yeah, just go and right around. And yeah. I would I'd walk in every day and see her. And I'm just like, I told Jonathan, like, hey. We going to fucking get on to this bitch. She's Don't smoking.
2: Because she would keep the, the cigarette it.
0: in the, between yes. the brick. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. yeah. exactly touching why. And head. you know, every, every time fat. I walked out and I saw she wasn't out there, I'd fucking throw that bitch in the trash. So, fuck <laughs> you. And it'd be like, the whole, Paul whole cigarette. I'm the like, Paul fuck malls. you. <laughs> so, one time, she just, she wasn't getting a hint though, I guess. So, we come by. Tom goes in. Watch this. Grabs it. Takes it to the bathroom. Like it puts it on his asshole Puts it on his asshole <laughs> Hold on a second We go It's coming back to me I didn't know you about know. this We go I didn't know about we go, we, go the, we go in the office We go in the office Because Jonathan was off He was off And we go in the office And we watch We're sitting there for like 30 minutes She walks out there Lights it up And we're just fucking in the floor like, oh, my God, you just smoked a cigarette on your ass. (laughs) And I always am like, bro, did you have colon cancer? and didn't know about it. (laughs) And she died not long after, rest in peace.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. My dad's asshole killed
0: her. (laughs) That might be... That's like a top three prank for me that's ever been done by him. Yeah, you think? Top three for sure. <laughs> didn't she look Jesus. at it like you're just like, oh, this tastes weird. No, she's, I think she sucked on it harder. She. Because <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> you know how she would.
2: I didn't know this like, was oh, a
0: shit, menthol. This, this is different.
4: This must have been a short.
0: Well, you know how she was when she'd it's be like. I'll be right about ready for that break as soon as you walk in. Yeah. Fuck you. It pissed me off. Yeah, to start dude. my day, oh, I'm ready for the break when you are. And I'm like, don't fucking talk to me when I walk in the door, okay? Yeah. About your goddamn break. At Fuck like, you. At like two. <laughs> You're drinking Powerade. Fucking just... <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm like, she, stop
3: drinking! i mean, in and she's like, the person that I was supposed to relieve her... She would like be like breathing heavy. Uh, I would. I used purposely. Uh, I, used no, to, I used to go through, like through the she fucking
0: pull-ups. If she was work as a cashier, I'd go through the gas store. I would go a long way around because I'm like, nah. I could, but sometimes she would be down there like, hey, hey, hey yeah, <laughs> yeah. She I'm would ready come, for that break when you are. <laughs> she would come from
2: the like, like it's a uh, joke. <laughs> the gas or this whatever it is, well, and she would ch- she would stock like act like she was stocking like some of the bakery yeah. stuff like. So just so she could have a, a visual on anybody who could possibly give her a break. Yeah, and
0: it would... It's <laughs> like, dude, stop. And she'd be like, did fucking Tony... Oh, I'm ready for that break. For that break. When he'd have to, He would have to give her a break for some fucking reason. I don't <laughs> know why. Yeah. I just remember there was times where he would do it, so he wouldn't have to stalk, probably. He's like, yeah, yeah, Barbara, I'll be there in a minute, okay? <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> she was... Fuck you, fucking bitch. You're ready for a fucking break. How long did she work, there? Because, I mean... She 47 was at the, years, I think. <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> probably had a couple, couple mill in the retirement. I bet retirement. she was there for like
0: four years. Because, I yeah. mean, she was in an old store for probably two four. years. couple and two years. I was she was there
3: from uh, before I ever started working there until uh, years after
0: I stopped. That was a terrible hire. Tony had some god-awful hires. Yeah, you think? Like, like who Fucking literally the, you had is to there a like, Van it's, Man it's, it's, it's literally hey, like the requirements
3: were half retarded where you can't be van. on
2: he hired your ass
1: too
3: didn't I, he? I was literally
2: about to say that. Tony hired okay. me well, that's
3: like I said half retarded
1: he hired retarded. me
2: too but, i think but the thing <laughs> I is think he hired me too no but i'm, I'm is, saying
1: he had some bad ones yeah. i didn't i didn't have that's a fair. hiring process though so i was about to say like i understand Brittany. why he probably oh, had bad Jesus. hires because literally all that happened when i started at harps my dad worked at harps and my dad just went in, found Tony. Hey, son needs a job. He's like, all right, send him here tomorrow. Fill out the paperwork. No, no interview. It's terrible. No, Australian nothing. Uh, well, fuck you, man. I can't do accents.
3: You're to clean the ditch. And we'll
1: hold well, you do better head. right now.
2: I cannot. All right, well, then fuck off. Just can't.
3: <laughs> no, I, I I remember I had friends that would like, apply, and I was like, these guys are like. Bums. 4.5 GPA students. <laughs> <like> they're letting <laughs> these fucking guys get hired. Dude, there were some bad ones. And you know what yeah, I realized then, was they wanted to hire guys that weren't going to ask questions and think for some, themselves. Crazy fucking hires. Fucking I mean, we had the lesbian, Brandon.
2: We had the, yeah. Oh, Dude, Brandon the guy guy. was like
3: <laughs> costing the company. And we running. had like the lesbian love
2: triangle. Oh, yeah. We had the, like four babies uh, at a time.
0: Rachel. The hep C girl. Oh, what brandon yeah. are you talking girl? about? What brand are you talking about? Launch a fucking knife in his gooch. Oh my god, Yeah. (laughs) What about (laughs) this? this The weirdest conversation
1: I've ever had. With uh, oh yeah, with uh, yeah, fucking the frizz. That was
0: that was Antonio. That was just the frizz going to town on a fucking eyeless girl. Skull fucking that bitch.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god.
0: I know. True. (laughs) (laughs) True.
3: (laughs) true. (laughs) Listen, she had a fake eye, perfect for putting your. If you you undermine
2: me. (laughs) <laughs> Don't undermine me
3: Perfect for putting oh, your cock in <laughs> If someone got a fake eye <laughs> You can put your dick undermined. in there no, so,
1: Undermine But okay undermined. This chick really was Very <laughs> weird about Just popping her fake eye out And showing everybody She was yeah. a fucking Amazon Literally She, she was probably like, the Amazon She was, like, was
3: six, fucking five. Built like a linebacker like, yeah. two, five, like, Six foot yeah. yeah. five Love getting a <laughs> dick in her eye and you know, let me tell you right now, I think I would have done it too if I, had done it. <laughs> and I was. He was quite
0: literally skull fucking. He'd be like, "Hey, it's no, you all ever skull fucked before? Hey, I Hey, You don't know nothing about hey, dancing. Right, let me if tell you, you about dancing.
3: Zig.
2: <laughs> also,
1: also for some reason, weirdly, filter. He fucking loved yeah. filter. Hey, you want to go hard? Get filter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey. The sugar ain't hard, dad. They hard. That bad music. I, I made this like
0: mixtape. I made this mixtape like in 20 fucking too. 19. I like the yeah. I mix and I love
3: his solo stuff. I like but Mother. That <laughs> Frisbee liking him. That Frisbee. album that is that awesome. was it, Frisbee. But Frisbee liking him, makes you go like, oh, you know, know what? I was just thinking
2: here like some stupid, know, stupid toy you, was his last Frisbee.
0: name. I know fuck y'all ain't even know nothing hard. Trevor. And y'all ever yeah,
3: been to prison? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah ever been to prison, Trevor? If you <laughs> you, tell you the Ain't story. doing nothing fun
2: if you ain't been to prison, Trevor. Tell the story. Well, what of about you. the What about the? Hey, if they come here to take the cash from the drawer,
0: and he's got the
2: he's got the Louisville <laughs> Slugger behind the office door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you just get him on a, one of them. I was like, nah. Yeah, they get, they're getting the money, See man. You, like yeah. I don't know what to tell you. If I'm they're sorry. Taking yeah, Trevor, if they're taking groceries, I'll Chase them out. They're taking money,
3: nah. Trevor, tell the story of you giving away that. uh. I'm the, a spool. Hey,
0: yeah, no, the spool, no, wire. <laughs> oh god! I don't even. I might have told it on here before, but hey, you know we got some new listeners now. So <clears throat> this fucking cocksucker, like I said, he would fucking call me. It didn't matter when, and if you didn't pick up, you were not gonna hear that. hi. No, I got a bit in a ditch. I don't care if it's eight thirty night on a Saturday night. Hi, you're getting tipsy. I don't care. You gotta answer the phone. I mean, this guy like he expected like I had to answer the phone, or and it, like most people are like, well, I didn't just not answer because I was like, because in the next day when I'm working, I'd have to hear it for the whole fucking day. Hey, don't account, don't call, don't tell Trevor nothing. he want to answer. Yeah, no, he ain't saying nothing. Like he would just fucking go on and on. So, fucking new store gets built. It's like fucking six months. Like construction's been done. Everything's been done. There's been a fucking spool, a fucking wire, where they wired the fucking uh, electrical cords, like the big-ass fucking wire. So it's a big-ass wooden spool. It's been there for like six months. And this fucking vendor comes up and says, like, hey, a spool of wire of there, or that old spool of wire, what are you going to do with that? And I was like, I don't fucking know. He's like, can I have it? And I was like, I mean, it's been there for like six months, so I don't even think anybody's going to notice if you take it. So fucking take it. He's like, all right. <coughs> Takes it. The next day, at like four o'clock in the fucking morning, when I don't have to be to work till seven, and I live like two, three minutes away from work, okay? It's a pretty short journey. Get up 15 okay. minutes before. 6.45, I'm up, fucking ready to go. This motherfucker calls me at four o'clock in the morning, and I answer. <laughs> four o'clock? And I'm like, I, I mean, like my, it's vibrating under my pillow, and I'm like... Hello? Because I see who it is, and I'm like, oh, my. Because I, I gave him the undertaker tone, because that's what he felt like to me. Fucking bomb. And you're like, God, every time I hear the gong, <laughs> I was just like, great. <laughs> my life's over every time. So at 4 o'clock in the morning, I hear bomb. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Pick it up. Hello? Hi! Hey! No! where's that bull of wire! <laughs> and I'm like, What? <laughs> Hey, no, I know that's pull the wives out of the back. And I'm like, Are you talking about the one from like the construction side's been there for like eight months? And he's like, Yeah, hey, I was gonna take it home today. And I'm like, what? And I was like, I gave it to the fucking Lance guy. And he's like, No, hey, you can't be giving away my stuff. You do not even ask me. And I'm like, dude, it's been there for like eight months. I did sorry, I didn't think you were taking it. And like by this time, like I'm like fucking whispering that Because I'm like in the bed With the time My current fucking wife And I'm like, you talking about? I'm, like I'm sorry I didn't know And he's like Hi hey, No And he's being so loud That you can hear him Like And it's not even on speaker You're like turning
2: your phone down Yeah like,
0: and I'm, oh, like, shit. Shit. I'm like Fuck up Like You're like Hi no We gotta go get it And I'm like What Are you fucking kidding We gotta go get it And so then he fucking hangs up And this is in the time Where like he's not there Because like Remember how like whenever he was you know doing the whole fucking banging the produce girl
2: yeah and but like there was him or whatever. but there was like
0: a period where he was gone and like but then he came back and he was there for like a month yeah. you know what I mean so like in that time he's that's when it was and he was like hey no I'm gonna go pick you up you better call him <laughs> and I'm like I text his guy and I'm like bro this is fucking insane that I have to text you but like that fucking spool wire apparently it was fucking blah blah blah, blah and I go through the whole story and he's like what. Luckily, the guy was cool enough to fucking be like, yeah, "Yeah, just come get it. Yeah. So this motherfucker comes and gets me. Like, I'm at work. And he comes and gets me at work to take me to, like, fucking Tahlequah. But it's not just Tahlequah. It's, like, the furthest point of Tahlequah you can go to. Mm. So it's, like, fucking 45 minutes from where we're at. We get out there. We have to load this bitch up at his house. And he's there. And I'm just like... I was like, yeah, I, I don't know why I told you that. And he's like, just the whole time, he's just, you know, fucking, this tough motherfucker, hey, stupid. And the whole time there, I'm like, I know, I can't believe you gave him a wire away. And the, the whole ride, I'm just like, fucking kill me. Like at this point, I'm I, like, at this point in my life, I probably wanted to kill myself. Like literally, I had a divorce going. He's fucking in my ear and I'm just like, fuck me. He says oh yeah. And I'm just like, hey, fuck you. No, hey, and The no. whole time. So we loaded up, and he's like, hey, I'm going to take this home. I'm going to cut it in half, get in my house, make a card table. And I'm like, we came all the way here. You woke me up Jesus. at 4 o'clock in the fucking morning for a goddamn card table? <laughs> that, that's why I said that gets us one story of how big of a cocksucker. <laughs> like, remember whenever he uh, fucking oh, uh, Bobby was fucking, uh, like, k- tell us to clean behind the store, the old store. Oh, yeah. And we would. We would literally clean. Yeah. in the trailer park trash behind us, fucking, the, it was like fucking just the ocean's pollution just coming down. Like, the next day, it'd be it like, bad. we didn't do anything.
2: Every day, yeah.
0: And then he'd be like, hey oh, you didn't clean back here. And I'd be like, I swear you, to God, we somebody did Somebody
2: back here two hours. I would
0: take a picture of it and be like, bitch, this is what this was. I don't know what to tell you. We yeah. fucking cleaned it, and it's back like this. And it, he fucking... Uh, so then uh, old Frizz is like, hey, I don't care. I don't care about the back of the store. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it looked like. And I'm like, "I'm in between like a guy who's higher than him, but a guy who's directly my boss. And I'm just yeah. like, okay. So then he tells me to come over to the new store. And he's like, no, I don't care about the old store. That's, that's old news. It doesn't matter now. And then fucking Bobby walks in. And he's like, hey, we're back there and it looked like shit. <laughs> I, in front of Dennis and I'm like. That's because of him And I was like (laughs) He literally said He doesn't give a fuck About the old store So I'm just doing What he tells me And he fucking Lost his mind He fucking started Screaming at me In front of me He's like "Ah, I didn't say nothing. (laughs) And Bobby literally goes Hey You can't fucking do that Like you can't fucking Go off on him like that Like I I Disrespect me He's a terrible person Fuck that I don't know who's higher Him or old DK They're fucking Yeah They're both fucking i'd like to they're kill both them. awful i like to shit down both their throats <laughs> well <laughs> you only had to deal with the frizz for a, not too long i never dealt with them i thought you were there at the end never even the school i
3: remember i went to jail i worked for like two weeks after and then i uh, no. i worked for one week after and then i went to college
0: and oh okay, okay yeah i, I felt was, like
1: you wanted to rape me who dennis Probably.
0: Hey, you never no. been to prison, Vaughn? Hey. What kind of music do I listen to? I was, hey. to this day, one of the weirdest <laughs>
3: things ever happened to me. I'm like, Vaughn. I'm not gonna lie, I, I don't mean this offensively. You look like a very rapeable. <laughs> if a guy was gonna try to rape somebody, it, I, I, it'd be you or Trevor. Is it the feminine voice or is it my dump
2: truck? No, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a combination.
3: I think it's your acceptance and like your ability you're to. Like, oh, you're, God, you're, you're fucking a shit. be there. All right. <laughs> you, you give <laughs> off the, the, the bye, bye hit vibes. You your ass and you're like, oh, all right. Hey, I'm not cool with this. I'm just kidding. But like, you didn't ask. But, like, you didn't it. ask for consent.
1: <laughs> you didn't ask for consent. Hey, Mr. Huntsman told me silence is consent.
3: <sighs> what if they're fucking.
1: Mr. He... Kunzman. Dude, that's the most like. Man. That poster he had in his classroom. Every time I read he it, he said silence is consent?
0: Yes. Yeah, he was all about rape and so stuff. So what happens if you fucking, like, they can't talk? It's consent. <laughs> I don't so know. So immune
2: I never persons asked are all about consentable? It. They gotta sign. You gotta sign it. <laughs>
3: well, look, uh, you know, this has nothing to do with of It means get out of me. <laughs> but I've been wanting to ask this since we've had them on, because I'm interested, and I've known you guys for a while, but I would just like to hear from your own words, and I'll start with Vaughn. I want to hear your five most, like, not necessarily. Like you can make your five favorite bands or it artists ever. Five most influential influential artists to you personally, as a musician. And like if you're know.
0: bisexual, also. Yeah, if you want to, <laughs> sure, suck whatever. Your dick, that's fine. Um, like
3: I'm just saying, who makes you want to play music the way you want to play? I just want to know your five. Like, you know your top five.
1: All right, so five is a little harder. Um, one through four is pretty. easy. You don't have to put them in any order. Yeah, no, I no, I know, to I got gotcha. you. Your biggest influences. Um. So, Coe and Cambria, I mean, it's no secret here. We've talked about it a couple times on this podcast already. Uh, they're my favorite band. Drake introduced me to them, and then I just fell in love with it. I went down. They're one of the bands I've I listened to their entire catalog. He so didn't like them at
2: first. It took a while. Yeah, it took a minute, and honestly. He ended up getting a tattoo. They're
3: very... Uh, there's a lot of lore with them. I would say. Obviously, well, I mean, yeah. everything's based but on a comic book series. There's not a lot. There's not. There's nothing like them. Nope. As far as what I've listened to, there's not a band I can be like. Oh, if you like. And Cambria, there's not. A, there's nothing. There's not a lot like them. So right. I understand that. Yeah, and
1: so they're a huge. They're they're one of the biggest influences. But before Coheed and Cambria, it's funny because like they're not even sort of in in the same genre or whatever. But my favorite band before. Co- Coheed was discovered was Avenged Sevenfold. Fuck to this yeah. day, they are still in my top, you know, five or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I have the Death Bat tattoo across my fucking chest. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Um, Tenacious D, funny enough, as far as music acts go. Uh,
3: Did do they do they help bring, like, a sense of humor into yeah, like, what you like sure. to do? Yeah, for sure. See, the reason I love them is because, like, and I, I'm not gonna lie to you and say that oh comedic music is my favorite. Them they were able to bring a comedic element into great music exactly because like yeah. a lot of their music is actually really good. It, it's it's
1: awesome because like they 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 don't take themselves seriously and that's exactly. part of why it's so good.
3: That's such a big part of music. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you, but I That's got you. such a big part of it. So Tenacious D, Avenged, Co-Heed. Coheed, who are a couple more. Uh,
1: when when we get a little further in, uh. The modern stuff, Periphery, man. Uh First time I found, I mean, another band, Drake, sent my way was Periphery, and I was like, God damn, I've never heard anything like this before. This is fucking crazy. They got the, you know, angelic cleans, the fucking, you know, demonic lows, and, like, their songs take you through this whole, like, this whole They're s- very technical. Circle.
3: They're very technical. Yes.
1: And, uh. That's four. So if I had to pick a five,
3: like even something you've been listening to forever, that was just like, oh. Um.
1: so I, you mentioned something earlier in the podcast about albums you can sit down and listen to from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a band called the Deer Hunter that was discovered through Coheed and Cambria. Um, y- did, did you get to see them open for Coheed? Is that what it was?
2: Yes, I don't know if that I don't know if I sensed that one your way though. I think you you still find that one out, like that Act Four album.
1: Yeah, so that it's Act Four Rebirth something. Um, the Deer Hunter. It's D E A R. The Deer Hunter, and they are phenomenal. Um, I really don't know what I would classify their music as genre wise, but it's like they're actually another conceptual band. They they have the whole album is this long story and every song has one of those connecting pieces. So it's like when you listen to the whole album, it's like one giant piece of Absolutely, music. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, every song on it for me is phenomenal. So they have the love, funk, like, they have the, it, well, it's, like it's shit. not necessarily have to be a concept, but well, I like, I, get, yeah. I like a long story and I really like the idea of connecting all of your songs Reprisals into one giant piece of music. Well, like
3: I know with like Cohen Cambria, it's not just like a oh you know where this band there's a huge there's a whole like it's almost like fucking I and this is the way I've always chopped it up too. I mean I'm not I'm I'm because I'm, I'm not the biggest Coheed Cambria fan. I'm not saying that like I, I know everything about them, but from what I know about them, they're one of those bands, and they kind of remind me of like an Iron Maiden because there's almost this whole lore behind them. It's them, it's Coheed Cambria. There's nothing like them. Yeah. So. There's this whole story behind them. Everything you know about them. There's this whole concept about them. And I, when I was younger, had a big had an issue with uh, conceptual music because, like, like, and to be honest with you, the guy that got me into it was King Diamond because I remember he put mm. an album out called uh, Pictures in Red, which was literally a whole concept album about the same story. And every song has something to do with it, and, I, and that was the first thing that made me like r- recognize what conceptual music was. And then you go and listen to it, uh, like uh, uh, "The Number of the Beast" by Iron Maiden, "Power Slave," all that stuff. It's all kind of the same. Where if you listen to that, it's like a story that's being told. Yep. So, like you, you're really into music like that. You Correct. Love a, you love a band you love bands that like have a story to tell, and there's nothing like them. So I totally get that because, like, with Cody and Cambria, they've got their whole fucking, like, background story, and, like, it's very interesting, and I love shit like that, man. Like, as a, a, I'm a big fan of, like, Greek mythology and Norse mythology and stuff like that, and, like, even if you bring stuff like video games, like Mortal Kombat and everything into that, a good lore behind everything really helps pique your interest yep. in it. So whenever you've got a band that's like, hey, this is what we're about, this is what this album's about – you know what I mean? So, like, I totally get that. So like, it's another layer. That's, that's a big deal with you. And so, like, I can tell that you're a big, like... Nerd? Y- yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Very <laughs> much. Saying, you're, you're big into... That. That's such a big deal whenever you're trying to make music like that, is understanding the importance of building a story behind it, especially if you're going to play that kind of music. You can't go into that kind of music and not have anything to say. Yep, or have, uh, even musically, because, like, the lyrics to me, and this is just how I am with music, the singer and lyrical content is the last thing I give a fuck about when it comes to music. If, I listen, if I'm listening to death metal, I'm not reading lyrics and going, oh, let me see what they're talking about to see if I like this song. I don't give a fuck if they're talking about killing rabbits and fucking whatever. But, like, with that kind of stuff, everything that comes in behind it is such a big deal part of it yep. where you're just like man like this just gives you a whole another reason to get in, involved in it and so i totally get it with coheed and cambria because i remember my dad went and saw them on the all uh, they opened for slipknot on the all hope is gone tour is so so insane which is a, which i love that that yeah. was it's a crazy opener, dichotomy that's such a great you know what i mean and um i remember him telling me about that and i'm just like I, that'd been really cool. I would love to have seen Claudio play live, and I'd love to go see him live. So I love that that because I know that you guys are really big into that. So we I did get the meet and greet once. Whatever your Cody and as band, a band, like as a band, something that I can respect a lot about fans of bands like that is that you really respect everything that goes into making it because it's not like oh I just want to be a shredder. Oh I just want to do the you know yeah. what I mean. Like it's I, like, I want more cre- documentaries. Yes, I want to create music that tells a story, and has purpose.
2: I got a fucking cruise now. I mean.
1: No,
3: that's on my bucket
2: list. We got to go. Yeah.
3: Dude, there's actually this cruise I just found and I was telling Cam about it. It's called the Headbangers uh, uh, whatever, and it's Lamb of God headlining with Death Clock and I Hate God's going to be there in Exodus and, like, all these other bands. It's a whole cruise from Miami to the Dominican. And I'm not even a big, like, oh, I want to go on a cruise. If I was going to go on a cruise. I think cruise, that's the
1: same area the Coheed
3: one does. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, dude, a fucking cruise where you're on a boat in the Gulf of Mexico. You're going to get
1: to meet the bands. That's dude. the
3: thing. Like that's why it's, it's so Listen, enticing. If you're out there and you're like, oh, I'm not going to have weed, Go talk, go find one of the guys in the mm-hmm. band. You're stuck on the same boat. You'll find some. But, Drake. Drake, uh, Vaughn, thank you for sharing. Yes, sir. What? Drake, I would like to know five of your biggest influences in music as well so and why. Because I find this very fascinating.
2: We've talked about Coheed enough; Um They're number one, period. They're your favorite band ever? Yeah.
3: Are they your favorite
2: band ever as well? I'd probably say so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, number two would probably be Opeth. I um, love everything that dude's ever done. Um. That was kind of the the band that got me into the heavier side of metal, of death metal, because I didn't really like. It took me a while to get used to screams and growls and all that. Listen to Blackwater Park. Didn't even care about the vocals. Is there that, that just, why you like
3: Bloodbath? I'm sorry to yeah, interrupt. Yeah, pretty much. Bloodbath is a same, is like a super groove between somebody Opeth and a couple of other so like, and their drummer. Yeah. yeah, I love Bloodbath. So that's <laughs> so yeah. So that's kind of how all that opeth um, is so good if you're out there and you're listening opeth is such a great band to get into if you're into like super to. technical and uh just melodic metal it's so good but um, I'm
2: sorry to you. dream theater um obviously just five of the best musicians on the planet i think three of them teach at berkeley or juilliard or some shit
3: a big john petrucci fan big
2: john petrucci fan do you uh, love the
3: fact that Mike Portnoy just came back into I the band? I love bed? the fact that Listen, Mike is back. Listen, can I just say this huge, now? If big they come deal. around anywhere close to us, we're going. We're going. We're all going. All of us. We're going. Everyone of us. And like, look, and including I including you, Cam. Yes, Cam will go. I go. I go. Oh, she's I seems go right. <laughs> but like, men. and like, look, and I love that Mike Man. And because Mike Mangini's badass, so good. But and like, I feel
2: bad for the man, guy, but he just put out a solo record that's also great. Um, he had a. Absolutely classy response to the whole thing, but Portnoy being back because he was a big writer for the band too. Absolutely, that a lot of people don't know about. So, and you know what? Waiting he's, for the next album.
3: Whenever he left, he was all like, "Because you know he left, he was like, ah, it's just kind of getting stale.' Yeah, maybe a hiatus will make the music better." And he comes back after what uh, he's been gone well. since oh nine, ten, yeah, something like that. He's done like the Winery Dogs. Oh, awesome. I love the Winery Dogs, Flying dude. Colors. Oh my fucking god! Yes. I
1: mean, he stepped in for seven Anything the
3: oh album. the yes the the woke uh, Hail to the King record that album. No,
1: that that wasn't Portnoy. It was Nightmare.
3: It was Nightmare. was it Nightmare? It I was. I thought Nightmare was the Revs lost al- la- album. No, he
1: died no. during Nightmare <laughs> yeah. and Mike Portnoy stepped in. But
3: Mike Portnoy didn't do Hail to the King?
1: No. They're, they're the drummer for Hail to the King was no. like Elijah something. Oh, okay. I that was the that I was the Metallica Nightmare, drummer. He was like Lars 2.0. The then
2: so huge dream theater guy they can do no wrong um think they're the best out there at what they well, do well
3: we're all going to see them if they come around for sure going.
2: sure that's that's one of my bucket list things i was asking about gotta see dream theater um that's three yeah then it's kind of like you know i love periphery and meshuga we'll put them tied at four Meshuggah is one of that? the best bands I've ever seen live. Um, syncopation. Haven't seen Meshuggah another one. I thought you did. I thought I you saw Megadeth
3: op- or them open up for Megadeth back in OKC, didn't you?
2: No, that was that was the Slayer show. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought
3: I thought you told me you saw Meshuggah in OKC with Megadeth. I've not
2: seen Meshuggah. that'd been awesome. Burns my soul.
3: I wa- Cam actually got me tickets for my birthday. And we went to Texas at this place called the Bomb Factory, which is where I went and saw Mayhem and Cannibal Corpse, which I'll let y'all – I'll keep y'all the loop because I'm constantly looking for metal shows to go to and everything. Yeah, you
2: just got to text me on those because I, I just – don't pay attention. No, absolutely.
3: And dude, you know how the dude. I went and saw Cannibal Corpse. Tickets for
0: forty bucks. Like, I just missed. I just
2: missed Peripheries tour, and they were OK OKC. I, like, God, that hurts, man. I love that band. Obviously, they're number four, I think.
4: So you're a big Periphery, a huge fan.
2: Periphery fan. They so haven't. I haven't done listened anything to them bad. a lot.
3: So, like, what, 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 how, what would you compare them
1: to? I can't come up with anything to compare them to. Like, the, their
3: like, thing. like if you were gonna like you know pair them with somebody, like what would you say? They're part of
1: that like renaissance of new newer metal, not like new metal, like in new metal, but like, I mean,
2: it's kind of core. They,
1: they, the gent they pioneered gent with, alongside okay. Masuga. Yeah, but I they. Get
3: that. I've always heard that. I've always heard that they. They were modernized of, though
1: because they took gent and then they added yeah so much more because Masuga
2: it. didn't it like. 90s, 90s, yeah, with like nothing and everything, and it was everything was screen, but periphery was like, We're gonna take this and make it, we're gonna make it
1: very, very technically proficient because all those guys are god God tier musicians. The 90s had such a,
3: yeah, speaking fucking,
1: dirty,
3: dark vibe.
1: We were talking about guitar players that Mm -hmm. have a very unique sound. Mm -hmm. I think Misha has his own sound, but Holcomb,
2: all three of those guys. Really?
3: There, so there are three guitarists hacking.
1: Yes, you are. can that's tell
2: you can tell who's playing and who wrote it. Which yeah, is wild. I'm gonna be
1: honest with you; it's really hard for me to tell between Jake and Misha sometimes, but I always know when, when it's, Jake.
3: it's when it's whole. How great is it whenever you like listen to a band Mark? and you can finally pick yeah, out? Yeah, because like, that's kind of like what we were talking about earlier in Skynyrd. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. whenever you can pick out who's playing what. Like, my favorite guy in Skynyrd is Gary Rosington because he plays all the dirty shit. Any slide guitar that's played, all the dirty riffs, everything is him. Yep. Alan Collins is the shredder. And then, for me, Ed King was great. I mean, he's the guy that came up with uh, Sweet Home Alabama and all that shit. Steve Gaines was, like, adding a fucking, <laughs> you know. They were a band full of Hendrix- Hendrixes, to me. They had three guys that at any point could be the lead soul- lead guitar yeah, for player sure. of any band. So, oh, that's like, the allure, you've got band, though, when you got that. So, yeah. Ex- so, like with peripheries like that I mean de- cuz like I've listened to them but I haven't I haven't really dove into and them very deeply
2: About as they're so good. Good production level as you can ask for. Um about as heavy as it really gets. Oh my god. I yeah, almost I mean, went and saw them live just huge. to see them because i remember Listen. you talking
3: about them. I remember you
2: Unbelievable vocalist too. I mean So would you say bloody kind
3: of would you kind of say that they're kind of similar vein as Tool kind of? No.
2: no. No. They're um, no, they're
1: I
3: literally can't come up with a
1: band. Meshuga mixed like with them.
2: Dream Theater is like the closest, and that's not even really close. Are they so?
3: Are they kind of like more prog? Yes. Yeah, yeah. they're very prog. Okay.
2: Con- conceptual stuff, like um, double albums. I think they did the Alpha and Omega the last, albums. The were album phenomenal. before the last one, they opened it up with like a 17 minute song. It's fucking badass. Just
3: see, you don't see that very much heavy, anymore. Heavy,
2: uh, really inspired by Cynic and Animals as Leaders. Cynics fucking awesome yeah dude. cynic is my five but they uh a lot of jazz a lot of metal all that kind of shit
1: i could have told you what drake's top five was yeah. i'm telling you i so, if okay, he, for sure so we're
3: we telling coheed, he could have told you periphery uh coheed opeth opeth, opeth dream theater dream periphery
2: Mashuga, cynic Mashuga, cynic yeah. so
3: it's they, like eight Sick. Whenever went yeah. and saw the sugar, <laughs> we went to the Plus bomb factory. It was uh this band called Torch or Torch. Yeah, Torch. Yeah, I saw Dude. them open up for
2: uh Coheed once actually. Are they not like crazy awesome. heavy? Yeah.
3: Like the way that they the breaks in between yeah. the riffs are so heavy. It's like a machine starting up and cranking down. It's it, it was
2: were they dressed up in costumes and yeah. shit? Yeah. No, they no, weren't not whenever that I saw them, okay. now.
3: But, like, they, I remember seeing them because I remember listening to their studio stuff, and I was like, I don't know. Because sometimes whenever you're, like, whenever you're going to see a band, because every time I go to see a CL lineup, I'm like, I'm going to listen to these guys if I haven't heard of them before and kind of get a vibe for them. With metal bands, dog, you're wasting your time. See them live, and then you can get a good opinion right. on them. Because, like, with torch or however you say it, um, they – like their live performance didn't do justice to their studio albums. Like seeing them live was completely different. They won me over just seeing them live because of how heavy and how well, they
2: surprised me too. Like I, do, I didn't really know who they were. Like
3: but. to me, with rock and roll, the like what what rock and what good rock and roll is to me is the pause between riffs. If that makes any sense, Keith Richards was a god at it. Just his kind of have
2: that noise gate dialed in. Yes,
3: <laughs> Angus Young the and Malcolm. The fuck's a noise gate? Billy Gibbons with Z- with ZZ Top. That little fucking pause in between mm. riffs. If that's what rock and roll is to me. The and. Yes. Thank. Yes. ACDC is obviously the best example for that, in yeah. my opinion. Like, if you're just gonna play a certain kind of style and never change anything. And I hate that whole. Oh,
4: they play the same thing.
3: Oh, you like ACDC? Yeah. Okay, why do you like them? Because they play a certain fucking way. I don't want a band to be like, oh, we're fucking death metal one minute, then we're... Hip hop though I don't like that. I like a band. That I just like that. Wouldn't you wouldn't
2: like you wouldn't like Periphery then. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no.
3: Like
1: well, I wouldn't say they're hip hop. Sleep
3: Token is more than that. Just vein. from listening to Sleep Token, yeah, I know who they are. Do you like them?
1: Yeah. Well, that's exactly they're, they're okay. exactly what you just described though. Then you said you. D-
3: but no, some bands. Do
2: but that's their thing.
3: Listen, that's their thing. Okay, is, is, I got gotcha. you. morphing. I don't want to hear ACDC do a prog metal album. I don't want to hear them do. That's fair. I want to hear ACDC be fucking ACDC. But was about
1: to
0: rock! Yes,
3: I want to hear that. I want to hear ACDC do that. Three-chord fucking songs over and over again. Nobody's better at it than them besides maybe the Rolling Stones. So, like, I want to hear that. There are some bands where I'm like, okay, obviously this band's experimental. So, like, I want to hear them. But some bands, like Sabbath with Ozzy, I don't want to hear them. They did just fine. Need to fucking do anything else. Like it's that's just just how, how some bands are.
1: But no, you listen to perfect yeah. You gotta listen to
3: No, Periphery. I I I've listened to him a little bit, but I would like no. to get him to him more. I'd like to get him to Blood him more Eagle. because like you know Blood who, Eagle's so good, dude. You know who you actually got me really into? Yeah. It was Devin Townsend. He's so good. You got me super into Devin, Devin Townsend and I love the way he composes. His his is all
2: conceptual. Like his Ziltoid stuff is conceptual for sure. Like
3: you got you specifically like because you know when we worked together we would always talk about music and everything, and.
2: Trevor, did I get you into any music?
3: He likes Coe Wetzel and Parker. He's a country guy.
2: Well, he's like a (laughs) country rock. Mainly,
0: he's going to see Tool. We're going to see Uh, Tool. I do do like. I mean, I'm a huge Miley Crew fan. I mean, obviously. Trevor a is one. a huge like. he's a good He listens Charlie. to
1: everything. He's a good. He's, time he's one of those guys. Yeah. Except for like the heavy heavy metal stuff, like he's not super I into know, that I'm stuff. Just, but
0: I'm, I don't know. I hate
1: he it.
3: likes a nice voice. He likes a clean voice. I do. I, do. Yeah, I, I say that the dirtier the. <laughs> I'll give you a clean <laughs> <plain dude>. voice. <laughs> like, they dude, can do both,
2: or even mix it. Like,
3: dude, me, my dad, and my and Hunter, you guys know Hunter. Yep. Yep. We have been going to uh. the most extreme metal shows that you can think of. Like, all these shows where she won't go and my mom won't go. and well, Just the three of us will go because even Trevor won't go. It's she, a bro trio. There's nothing better than a fucking extreme metal show in an intimate venue. There's literally nothing better than it when there's literally 200 people at Oh, the most. small venues are always passing Yes. Yeah. Like, it's exactly. just anything. Yes. I'm telling Canes. you. Because Suff- it's always like, you know. Canes is my
0: favorite. We you know? saw the Melvins
3: at the Canes, and that place was half full half full for the melvins and boris jesus and they let boris headline because they're from J- japan so they they don't have a huge following, following here yeah. so the melvins and they don't like headlining anyway which i love about them I and mean, i remember getting to meet them when i was a freshman in college and uh buzz osborne
0: he's so fucking
3: they're so cool and i love i love that shit man because like that they like when you look at metal as a whole cuz trevor i know you like metal you like it in some capacity. I know you yeah. do like it. No, in I mean, specific for sure yeah. You know what the best part about it all that connects it all together is the weirdness of it. Whether you like periphery or you like fucking cannibal corpse or you like rat. You have to have a certain. Uh, I like this, but nobody else does about it. You know what I mean? Like. Not because because not everybody's going around going, Oh, I like periphery, I like my sugar, I like animal. (laughs) Yes, you're right, you're right. I tell people all the time, Hey, you don't like how hip hop's going, listen to death metal. There's no phonies in death metal, you can't fake fucking being a death metal guy, you know what I mean? There's no status, really. It's like, Oh, I played this fucking play, there's 90 people there. That's (laughs) that's where it's being not like, Oh, I play in front of 50,000, like who cares.
0: I don't know, I just I just love fucking 80s rock and roll. It's great. It's just No, great. if you're going to Like, party? literally, I mean, one of the best shows we saw was that fucking lineup you? of Alice old Cooper, old enough, Molly enough Crew, to what? Molly and fucking Def Leppard. It was still a party. It was party. That was, party. That, was, that was one of the best shows no, we saw. Alice Cooper, Molly Crew, got Def got Leppard, and fuck. I've
3: seen Def Leppard twice now, and pH. out of all the
0: bands I've seen, I can say like
3: they're one of the best li- live-sounding bands I've seen is Def Leppard. They are masters of
0: playing live. Oh, I mean, Hysteria. Def Leppard,
1: I've... They're fucking amazing,
0: Rockin' in ages. Oklahoma.
3: Every time that I see them, I haven't seen them, but I love Def Leppard. Every time that I see them, it reminds me of how much I love them because them and AC/DC were my two two first big loves of, of music when I was a kid. Yep. It was them two. I remember having YouTube and hair metal was. I loved watching the music videos. And I've never considered Def Leppard me. a hair metal band because I've always thought they were in the same vein as ACDC, because, like, on through the night and uh, High and Dry. They sound like ACDC-type records to yeah. fucking me. Hysteria was great. And I love all of this stuff. Pour some sugar on me, is all right, whatever. You yeah, know, I've heard it, it, no, it, it just It like, gets
0: drowned out because it's their most no, popular right, song, so that's I'm, what happens like, to it naturally. Guns N' Roses. I mean, fucking...
3: High and Dry. That album, like, it's, it's probably, in my opinion, their best album, and... It is so fucking dirty. It's got that rock and roll. I love yeah, a good rock and roll record, dude. That's like, why. I that's what know. it all goes back to for me. Like Grand Funk Railroad's yeah uh, I t- record with uh, Run uh, Run uh, uh, we're an American band. Yeah. Don't stop looking back. Black licorice. I mean, that fucking shit. Like, there's just a Ted gl- Nugent. Just yes, God. when it like uh, so it
2: is what good. it is. It knows what it is. So and it knows good. that you like it. Dirty so rock and good. roll.
3: Like, dude. There's like how. Like, what's better. Than just a good old rock and roll album, man. Like whatever. You There's
2: whatever not many do. bands doing just that nowadays. No, nowadays, no. Greta Van Sons. Fleet. Rival Van Sons, Sons Fleet. Is really yeah. good. Rival Gloria, Sons. The
3: Glorious Sons are good. To, oh, sorry. The Glorious Sons are really beer. that. that same, like that. They're not like like <laughs> rock rock. They're more
1: That's like fair. alt rock. That's fair.
3: I'm just saying, like, oh, I mean, I mean, if you, I don't know if you like Greta Van Fleet, I like them.
2: I, I do. Love yeah. Uh, they're, they're they're really good. The voice of an angel.
3: Yes, absolutely. It's with Fergie. I can't believe the male Mariah Carey. Y'all. Yeah, you know how great it would be to be in a band where everyone's biggest gripe with you was you sounded too yeah, much like Led Zeppelin. Okay. Oh, sorry, we sound like one of the best bands. Yeah, ever. yeah
2: honestly.
0: Yeah, that's what oh, I always see. And I'm like, oh, you guys big sound deal. like too much like
3: Led Zeppelin. Oh, great. What a compliment to the scene. Yeah. They're Jesus. like, oh, you suck. You suck. Fucking sound, you you sound like Vanilla.
2: You sound exactly like Robert Plant. <laughs> <laughs> fucking thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate Fuck that. You. You for
0: saying that. Dude, I'm you better say than that.
3: Like. I used to get into arguments with my friends that literally were like they're just he just sounds like Robert Plant. They're just ripping him like, off.
2: He's the one of the greatest singers ever.
3: <laughs> he's one of the best front bands ever for rock and roll ever. <laughs> I was listening to so much Zeppelin earlier and dude and I, I know. I know it's been said a million times. It's you know why? Because it's true. <laughs> it's true. Led Zeppelin the top five ever, no matter what you put sure. them in, because of they're just as an organism as a unit. <laughs> as an organism, nobody's orgasm. ever fucking played tighter. Besides, in my opinion, Black Sabbath. In my opinion, I think makes geezer, John Bonham the mitochondria. Geezer and Bill Ward and Tony, to me, are the greatest rhythm section of all time. With Ozzy, is my favorite front man. But dude, Zeppelin is just like if you're talking rock and I mean come on. Yep. Uh, but then again, though, I always forget the, the Rolling Stones did all of that, what we we're talking about, bef- 20 years before anybody.
2: They're still doing it.
3: Still fucking doing it. <laughs> I listen to Hackney Diamonds. Not a terrible album. It's actually pretty solid. They've been putting records out for the last 60-plus years, it's crazy, and it's still good. Like, I don't think there's any argument with who the best rock and roll band of all time is. It's them. It's got to be. Right? I mean, yeah. like... As far as longevity, quality of music, like I got super big into the Rolling Stones in the last two years because I'm a huge rock and roll fan. Like ACDC's always been one of my favorite bands. I love traditional rock and roll because I think it's such a big part of metal, which is one of my favorite genres. And I think a good rock and roll band is what helped lay the foundation for good metal. And dude, with the Rolling Stones, think of the shit they were doing in 67. That's what ACDC did 10 years after. Aerosmith, like the way I look at it, is you have the ro- you have the Rolling Stones, ACDC, Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses. Those Aerosmith
2: are, is underrated. Uh, uh, the, super the Aeros- totally underrated.
0: Agree. The Aerosmith but, guitar hero was also. But amazing. listen, that's <laughs> what
1: that's what told me Aerosmith was phenomenal. I played that game and I played yeah. through like their discography. But basically. would you like, agree with oh, me yeah.
3: that like Aerosmith <sighs> doesn't exist without the Rolling Stones? Yeah, for sure. And Guns and that the evolution I always look at it's Rolling Stones, Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, the three most important American rock. Not Guns uh, Rolling Stones aren't American, but um, Aerosmith and Guns N' Roses are two of the most imp- important rock and roll bands in American history. And I don't, you know what? I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, Guns N' Roses can have never made a fucking album ever again after Appetite for Destruction is still one of the best rock and roll bands ever. <laughs> it's literally Probably one of the greatest albums off. ever fucking made. It's one of the best albums ever made, and I've always thought that. Like, You can go put it on from start to finish and name another rock and roll album besides Back in Black, Highway to Hell, Van Halen 1, that are better rock albums than Appetite for Destruction. That's a good point. Like Night Train, Out to Get Me, Welcome to the Jungle, Rocket Queen, Sweet Child of Mine, My Michelle, Dude. That album is fucking gold. Like, it's one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life, and I love that shit, man. Because like, whenever you start talking about rock and roll, rock and roll is one of the only parts of that kind of music that we love, we all love here, that actually hits the mainstream. That's why it's super fucking impressive whenever somebody that we love is actually like people I actually love.
0: Yeah, because it's not replayed so many times, Yeah. you like, God. Di-. But, I mean, that's kind of what gave Guns N' Roses shit for a little bit, where they're like, oh, it's only, you know, these two songs. But that's but every like, band with more. success. That's,
2: that's like Nickelback and Creed. They like, hit it on for yeah. years, and guess what? They're Definitely fucking popular shit. Those Creed, bands for sure. rock. Dude. They do. Yeah. They and I would go rock. see either of them. Well, I've see seen Nickelback. Creed's coming around next year. Yeah. We should go. Arkansas. Daughtry and Figure 11 are
0: Yeah. He's
3: not that yeah, don't get me started. I've been on a huge <laughs>
0: <at you>. Wha- <laughs> What? Hell, 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 Dude, the first time I heard
3: "Bullet,"
1: That song goes hard, man.
3: Me?
0: I
1: hate to be this guy, but I think I'm going to have to bail out. So you guys... You keep going Well
3: we're we're about to wrap up anyway So just hold on Hold your britches there I'm and, holding Okay uh, Everybody I think that's going to do it For us here at the war room uh, I want to thank Von. Drake Sorry, Vaughn. No it's, it's fine I, I was just I You know we've been going for a while here And I knew that he was Three be hours anyway, But uh, but Vaughn, Drake Thank long. you guys for joining I just uh, guessed yeah, it's If there's anything that's that y'all would like, like to hours, promote maybe. Before I know we're going to be at your yeah. show next weekend yeah, But I if there's anything so. y'all want to tell Hey how about this? How about you do a little War Room collab? Let me come up and I'll sing a song with you. How
2: about that? What do you guys want to sing? See, it's funny do you say that. Sinatra. We, just, we got one. We <laughs> got a friend coming in. Yeah, we actually are doing that with surprise. someone on Who?
1: the show. My buddy Ghost. What
3: are you guys going to sing with
1: him? Uh, So, I had a band before Chemistry Line where I was just the guitar player, uh-huh. Chrysalis, and he was the lead singer. We did, like, 80s covers, but we played them all out of drop C, so we tried to make them a little heavier. Yeah, And, uh... Um, the song we're playing is called Burn by New, New Order.
3: I love New Order. I think it's New Order. Blue, Blue. You guys are playing a New Order cover? Yeah, so. get awesome. That's going
4: to be sweet. It's it's awesome. a, you know, I don't know we're if you've you heard pull it, but it's them like out the of it. Every night I
1: burn, Every night I call her name. It was, the, yeah. it, it, was, it was in The Crow. The movie The Crow. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? So with Brandon Lee. Yeah, I'm actually starting the song with like a... a a very small clip of the solo from The Crow, that iconic scene in the middle of the movie where he's on the rooftop and he's fucking doing the solo. Uh, That's I'm, fucking I'm, awesome. I'm starting it with that, but then, like, it's, like, towards the end of the set. He's actually going to—it's the second to last song. We're going to do that song, and he's going to finish the set out with us. He's going to do the backing vocals for me on our Deftone song. We're doing Shove It. Oh, and, uh, fuck yeah. He's doing the— Our
3: Own Summer? Yeah. I
1: love yeah. that song. Yeah. It's going to so be really sick. It's going to be awesome, man. Hell yeah, man.
2: Yep. We're pumped,
1: but yeah, no, it'd be awesome to do that with you too, man. We, well, are always down yeah. for that. I've
3: ever seen you do Dead and Bloated. I'd, lo- I love Stone Temple Pilots. I'd see, love there, to do see it's
2: funny that that's the song we, you latched onto. We, we cut that one out.
3: Yeah, I would love to do. I'd do a Stone Temple. Pilots. So, how about this? You guys do any Alice in Change shit? I'll do that with you. Hell yeah!
2: How
3: about well, that? You guys. I want to do, a do Man in a Box. I'll fucking sing that for you. Yeah, one of I the best,
0: one of the best songs I've ever seen that live yeah. ever was "Man of the Box." It was fucking that was awesome. Oh, at the fucking Dude, the theater. the belts, the oh, I man, so fucking good. See,
3: I, I but I am so super excited good. to see you guys play live. It is so much yeah. fun getting to see your friends do what they you. love. Uh, I listen. If you guys ever need, <laughs> you guys ever need a feature, hit me up. You know, I got what you, saying? man. But no, for real though. There. We're super excited to see you guys play a Badass Renee's. Badass Renee's in Tulsa. Badass Renee's in Tulsa next Saturday. Correct. Next Saturday. 25th. 25th of November. Make sure you go out and check out Chemistry Line plus three other bands that will be playing. Those
1: bands are Off Division. They're opening. We're next. Then it's Project Eclipse, who are heavy as fuck. I've heard about them. Tenavirum is the. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. They're the. The last band, and that's the only band I
2: yeah. haven't heard anything from. Cover okay. charge is $10. 10 bucks. That's
3: ten nothing. $10? Yep. I'll, I'll spend more than that in beer in five I mean, minutes. The hell. So who gives a fuck? I guess you guys you're going
2: go to go get coffee. What
3: the fuck better do you have to do than go out and spend 10 bucks to go see Support four bands? Your you're musicians. seeing four bands. Four, 250 a band. You're seeing 20 musicians play in one night. In the words of Donald Trump, a lot of losers not going out seeing live <laughs> bands, but we're going. I'm just saying. Anyway, guys, make sure you go out and check out local musicians. We got chemistry line. Half of chemistry line with us here tonight. Yeah.
1: Shout outs to the other two members, Gabriel Reed and Rob Tackett, drummer and bass player. Awesome dudes. We wouldn't be doing it without them. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would love us, to have them both
3: on. together. Yep. I'd love to have you all on again because it's been a joy having you guys on. It's been super easy. Thank you. We could go fucking five hours if you guys want easily. to at any time. Very, very easy. Drake, I know you live close by, so you're free right to come down the road whenever you'd like, my friend. Yep. Uh Thank you guys for so much for coming on. Make sure you guys come out to Badass Renee's next Saturday, November 25th, to check out Chemistry Lion, plus three other bands for a cover charge of $10. What better do you have to fucking do? I ain't got nothing better to do. I'll be there whether I'm sober or not. You guys better be there as well. Thank you, Drake and Vaughn, Trevor, and me, Jared Cornelius, your host of The War Room. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will see you Next week for the War Room, NFL and college football, week 12 and 13 picks. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, follow, download, share the podcast, and buy a t shirt. $20 each, no matter what size, unless you're a fat fuck and need a 3X. We'll have to do some pulling some strings for you, as in the threads on the shirt that you have to wear, you fat fuck, lose some weight. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to The War Room. We will see you next week. Goodbye.